Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to an enormous, enormous episode 211 of We Podcast, and we know things where we recap all of the week's nerdy news, including giant gaming console launches. My name is Greg Hahn. Alongside of me is almost always the best damn PS5 owner in the business, Sam Matura. The eagle has landed. We are so, so excited to bring you this episode tonight here on Squawker, live again on Squawker. Thank you very much for doing your thing. But we have an enormous show planned for you tonight, arguably our biggest show ever. And we say that often, but then bigger things happen and happen and happen. And when we found out that the consoles, the new consoles, the Xbox Series X and S and the PS5 and the PS5 PS5 Digital Edition were all going to launch in the exact same week, just days apart, on the same day we record in the PS5's matter. We knew that this was going to be a monster of a show, and we are so happy to say we got our hands on a PS5. Sam, how happy are you to own this beautiful console? Uh, I, I mean, I don't even words do it justice. I, I, it, it feels like it's been forever since I, you know, they announced it and we waited, we waited. But, you know, I'm very grateful because not all, not everyone who pre-ordered the PS5 got it today. I'm not going to lie. There was uh, some some um, stock at three o'clock on Walmart that was going up and uh, I joined. I, I tried to refresh the page. I figured what's a little bit more credit card debt and I couldn't get in. I'm kind of happy I didn't because I've told myself I don't want this. It was a little bit of FOMO. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you're definitely a few times like a hard pass. I'm going to wait until 2021. And that's still the plan. If I didn't get it at that three o'clock window on Walmart, I'm good. I just wanted to. I had a little bit of FOMO on launch day because it's very rare where I'm not in it on launch day. Um, So, yeah, I. uh, Oh, when you see everybody posting pictures and games and it's like, oh, you're like, oh, shit. Listen, the page loaded. I got the add to cart. I clicked the add to cart. Part of me was wishing it didn't work because I really didn't want to pay four hundred dollars. I was looking for the digital and uh, and I'm glad it didn't because I I didn't get it. So but Sam, you did. And we're going to talk a lot about that. So uh, we're going to lead off in gaming after our customary stuff. Sam's going to take it over in gaming, and we're going to start with the PS5 because you've had a little bit of hands-on time with it. We're also going to talk about Spider-Man Miles Morales because I've gotten my hands on it for about just under two hours, and mine is the PS4 version. But regardless, the story is the story. The game is the game. We'll talk through that. But but before all that, and before we give the full rundown, we got a giant announcement, and we didn't want to wait any longer we don't i don't i personally don't like it when podcasts or youtube videos or wait till the end to drop the announcement so they can get more people listening to the whole thing no 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 let's just go up front with it and let's talk about this big announcement we've been teasing it in our instagram story for months and it's something that i went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth with and to a point where i was like do i really have it in me and you can call me the craziest person. Because <laughs> no, people don't realize like how much effort and energy goes into doing just a podcast. Um, I freaking 
dude from notes that is a full-time job on its own because I'm constantly stalking sites to doing to organizing the rundown to preparation to having just flat out to know everything we know about all these different mediums to you know pre-production you you know just as well as I do how much of a pain in the ass it can be just to get on our sites to start recording technology has to work with you uh, and then from there doing the show which takes hours and then editing the show which takes hours and then releasing the show which takes a while so on top of all that I asked myself do I want to do that like more often? <laughs> and uh, after after I've, I had this idea and it started two months ago with changing my Twitter handle. I don't know how it was available. And I searched iTunes and I don't know why this easy name wasn't available already as a show. And so I said, that's step one is securing the name. And uh, I am very, very happy to announce that I'm going to be starting a second podcast on this channel and that's you a crazy no- bastard <laughs> and that's enormous because i'm going to put every piece of effort and energy that i put into we podcast and we know things pre post and, and everything into this new venture and uh the difference being that this is going to be every other week so i'm not going to do a weekly show i just don't have it in me um too many things come up and uh i'm all set so it's a different type of show um it's going to be called the Nintendo's Thoughts On. And uh, if you're asking yourself, what the hell's a Nintendo? I am. I'm a Nintendo. I love Nintendo. I'm a little dopey. Uh, I just like, first of all, awesome play on words. Secondly, I just love talking about gaming and, and everything in that kind of universe. And sometimes I just have to let it out. And I think like the big thing for me that drove me in this direction was when that Mario 35th anniversary direct happened and I came on and I did my monologue to begin that pod. I said to myself, fuck that. I can, I never want to do that again. And then I thought to myself, I always want to do that. Um, You're a talker. I'm a talker. I'm verbose. I got a lot to say. And sometimes it just can't be contained in one show. So the Nintendo's thoughts on will be a bi-weekly, so every other week on Monday mornings. Uh, it's going to be a show where it's not a recap of the news like this show. Uh, it's much more of I pick a topic and give my opinion on it. And the beautiful part about this pod is it's mostly going to be solo, but I'm going to have Sam on. I'm going to have uh, a couple other friends when it comes to Pokemon on. I'm going to have some friends when it comes to you know Nintendo Directs. I'm going to have some friends when it comes to Xbox inside Xboxes. And if there is an E3, E3, when we have the game awards in December, guess what? I'm going to have an episode dedicated to that, breaking down the awards and the announcements even deeper than we would on we podcast and we know things I'm going to start this Monday. So this is not an, uh, an, an announcement where you have to wait weeks a month. No, no, no. I held off as long as I could. Three days. You wait three days. I'm happy to announce three days from now, Monday morning, 6 a.m. Eastern time, the Nintendo's thoughts on Nintendo's outlook for 2021. I'm so pumped for this. Coming in hot. I did so much gosh darn research, man. So like it's software, it's hardware, the very long rumored. Uh, you know, Nintendo Switch Pro. I have every single confirmed title 
from Nintendo. I'm going to be talking about those. I'm going to be talking about the rumors. I'm going to be talking about the anniversaries. Pokemon's 25th. Metroid's 30th. Uh, 30, yeah, 30th. Zelda's 30th. Or no, 35th. So we got a ton. We got a ton of stuff to talk about. And all the things that's coming to Nintendo in 2021, their outlook. Do they drop the pro model? Where's Pokemon Snap? The new Pokemon Snap. A lot of different things on the docket. Super excited every other week on Mondays to bring the show to you. And it'll be right here in this channel feed. So you don't have to go anywhere else. Get everything right here under the We Podcast and We Know Things umbrella. I, I absolutely love it. I, I, I don't know how you're going to do it. Even though every other week, that's it, it's it sounds good. But I, I, I just know what goes into it. And I know how hard it's going to be. But when, when you're doing something that you love, it's not work. It's fun. And it's a, definitely a way to just kind of it's a way to outpour your love more and go into, like you said, bigger detail than we do on this show. And, you know, I, I love gaming just like I love sports, just like I love a lot of things in this world, a little less than I love my family. But I'm just, I'm just so excited to be able to talk to and about it. And so with that, we got the rest of the show for you tonight. So we got our picks of the week. We got trivia. It's 14 for Sam. It's 13 and a half for me. Or, no, so I'm sorry. 14 for me, 13 for Sam. Yeah, I don't correct. even, know where, that, I don't even yeah, know where that I was from. like, he's making up stuff. I don't even know where that came from. Sam will take over in gaming, where we got the review and impressions of PS5, Miles Morales, uh, the Xbox Series X review, the Xbox Series S review. Our top three for the week is going to be our top three favorite launch games in the history of gaming. It's insane. We have some news on Game Pass. We have a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater news. They're dropping an update that I've said for two months is so sorely needed. And we're getting it. We have some news about the Switch's sales, some stuff on Godfall, AEW. And that's not in the wrestling space. It's in the gaming space. The schedule for AGDQ 2021, so much more. In movies, I'll take back over where we have another insane lineup, including a potential wedding crashers freaking sequel thank you sam for putting that on my radar i didn't see that one this week uh we have news about the scorpion king we have news about disney's release schedule the movie tenant and when that's going to be available for you to purchase bloodshot mortal Kombat, michael bay so much and by the way we're doing in tv our chapter 10 impressions of the new episode of the mandalorian last week we did 40 minutes on that alone yeah but i i I mean this one i know we're gonna have to cut that way short because that's it's just such a big show we got tonight. it's we, we just have an, an enormous show way too much for me to continue to stall so let's get into it with our picks of the week my pick of the week little show on netflix you might have heard of it it's called blood of zeus yeah i've heard of it it was called gods and heroes but then it got yep. to change to bloods and zeus it's a little mini series about you know greek mythology it basically zeus has a, a son Heron, but obviously he's created for the show, not based off like literal Greek mythology. Um, and, you know, let's just say things don't go his way, but it's eight episodes. It's animated. Jason Omar is is the voice of Zeus. He played Batman uh, at least eight movies in the DC universe right now. Um, you had Jessica Henwick. She plays, um, what is she? I think she might be Hera. She played um, Colleen Wing in the uh, Iron Fist series. So it was good to see her in something else. But it was a show that, you know, I love Greek mythology. I always loved it in high school. Best subject I ever, I think I got like a 96 in it. But it's only eight episodes, has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. 
Each episode is like 30, 34 minutes, so it's short and sweet. It's great action, tells a nice story, absolute bloody action. Netflix really up their game up with their with their animes, and it's definitely something that I need to scroll through a little bit more because I'm definitely missing some gems. Because even like you know, we see like recommended for you, and there was at mm-hmm. least four more that just from the trailer alone got my attention. So mm-hmm. if you got like four-ish hours, you want to bang out a quick little show. Hopefully, it gets signed for season two. It's Blood of Zeus. Mine is also a television show. I think it was my pick of the week before. <laughs> I'm not even sure. But it's a show I never finished, always wanted to before I hit the movie, and recently restarted. And it's even better the second time around. I'm talking about Deadwood. I just got to give it up. Deadwood is such a phenomenal television show, especially that first season. I I fell off in the second the first time. I'm not going to let that happen to me this time. But it's just just amazing. I think that should be like when you say top 10 best shows, Deadwood should be in the conversation. And only three seasons canceled way too early. I don't know how it ends. I'm excited that they made the movie. I'm excited that people like Ian McShane have reprised their role for the movie. Um, it also tells me Ian McShane lives through the three seasons. So I, it's a little bit of a spoiler for me, but that's okay. I had 15 years to watch it and didn't. So maybe even more actually. So uh, that's on me. I'm very excited to continue it. Um, I just, I love Westerns. I don't, you know, that second season just, it didn't hit for me. I had a brand newborn when I first started watching it. So that just a lot of the new parenting stuff just kind of kicked in and I just didn't finish it. And now's my time. I'm super excited. I'm on the ninth episode of the first season. Um, and and it's just even better the second time around. He said, after Please, I saw Timothy Oliphant Mandalorian, I had to go back. It's exactly what happened. Yep. No doubt. No doubt. So uh, yeah, it's on HBO. It's on HBO Max. If you have the app, um, just check it out, please. It's so phenomenal. Talking about Deadwood on HBO. So a couple of TV shows there for you. Uh, some shorter ones too. Mine's only three seasons and a movie. Sam's is only about four hours long. So you can get through this in a week, maybe two weeks if you're a binger. So definitely some good picks of the week. Now we have trivia. It's 14 for me, 13 for you. On the day that the PS5 launches, I could also launch into the stratosphere of trivia champions. I'm looking to do that tonight, but Sam, you're going to give it to me first. I'm going to give you the question first. (laughs) Let's do it. That's absolutely correct. So I actually took a photo of my question. Here we go. What color? Those red fire trucks. What was the first game to require the use of the dual analog slash dual shot controller on the PlayStation one? I, I, I feel like I know this answer. I can't think of the name, so I'm going to have to hear answers. So oh. the, the PlayStation con- controller launched without analog sticks. Yeah. And they brought in the dual shock. As I'm, they call I'm, it. I'm hoping once I hear it, I'll get it. Your answers are, is it Spyro the Dragon? Is it Twisted Metal 1? Is it Metal Gear Solid? Or is it Ape Escape? I don't like any of them. It didn't work out as I planned. Again, Spyro the Dragon, Twisted Metal 1, Metal Gear Solid, or Ape Escape? Let's go Ape Escape. That is correct. I cannot win. It was just your your, your picks were too on the nose, I feel like, for me. And you tried to sneak that one in there behind, just to give you a heads up. Maybe. (laughs) 
not a lot of method to my madness. If I went Crash Bandicoot, you'd never pick it because that's a pretty straightforward game. No analog. Yeah, I, yeah, very, very true. All right, your question. It's uh, it's, look, it's comic related. I I didn't know this one. I thought it was interesting. So, well, if you didn't know it, I got zero shot. Yeah, <laughs> hey, you never know. Maybe you played this game. Maybe you played this game and you knew about it. Ooh, which publishing company? was behind the World of Warcraft comic book that ran from 2007 to 2009. Of World of Warcraft comic book? Yeah. I would love to say Blizzard or Activision because that's who did the games. But, but which publishing company was behind the World of Warcraft? Yeah. So I'm basically telling you it's not Blizzard. Right, right. But they are a publisher. So yeah, I don't, I, and just Activision's a publisher. Think comics. I, I don't know enough about it. I'm going to need the answers. Okay. We have A, DC Comics, B, Marvel Comics, C, Image Comics, D, Dark Horse Comics. And I actually, well, there, there, I would have accepted two answers, but if you said this name, I'll, I'll fall out this chair. Oh, God. I don't know. Um, give me the last two because I don't think it was DC or Marvel. C was Image Comics. D was Dark Horse Comics. I've heard of both of those. I know a little bit. I've heard a little bit more of Image, so I'm going to go with Image. Image, incorrect. It is DC Comics. It was Wildstorm, an imprint of DC Comics. So if you would have if you would have said Wildstorm, I would have also accepted that. Obviously, I would have never. That's ever, that's why I said I would have fell off my chair, and that could have been the end of the pod. Yeah, I never would have known anything about what that is in my entire life. So, okay. So I was wrong when I said it's not DC or Marvel. It, it was DC. Yeah. Once you said I'm that, sorry, I was like, I was like, Oh, his gut, he's off today. It, well, listen, you're only down by a half of a point. Now I'm back We're, in you're it. Ba- you're back in it. You, it's not like you ever weren't in it. That's uh, the thing. I, I felt like last week that I thought that was it for me last week. I really did. I, I, I thought you had it last week, but enough stalling. Let's get with it. I'll take over in gaming. And we have the PS5 review, and I'll give you a little bit of my impressions. So we're going to start with the review because, quite frankly, uh, we always do. And then we say, oh, do we agree? Do we disagree? This, that, or the other. Yeah, so I mean, have- obviously, I wish I had more time with it, but next week you'll get a bigger impression from me. Believe me when I tell you I plan on doing a Nintendo of both of our full thoughts, like a nerdy ass. And that whole like last of us thing we wanted to do with the we're spoiler cast. We're, we're doing it. <laughs> it's going to be a Nintendo episode. I just, I just want to point that out. All so right. we, Sounds good we thought me. about that back in May and we haven't done it yet. Yeah. So. I was like, hey, we've been sitting on that for a minute. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's a perfect platform. Some for some Nintendo's thoughts on. So uh, here we go. This is the IGN review for the PS five. And then we'll get Sam's impressions. My thoughts, I haven't touched it, seen it, played it at all, but I've seen and know enough about it that I can at least ask and or uh, state. So with a launch lineup dominated by games that are also available on PS4 and on the back of a generation already punctuated with incrementally more powerful hardware revisions like the PS4 Pro, the PS5 doesn't quite land as a knockout punch yet, but it's definitely got the power and speed to be a real contender. Although the jury's out on that tiny 667 gigabyte store uh, solid state drive. That's after the UI, by the way. 
However, while the PS5's well-considered UI and blisteringly quick loading times for PS5 games make it a pleasure to use, it's the DualSense controller that's proven to be the surprise haymaker I never saw coming. It truly leaves all other controllers feeling primitive in comparison. I mean, I know it's an 8 out of 10. Right. I saw it, but... But the DualSense is apparently like a 10. I agree 110%. The controller, no joke, I think is my favorite part. As soon as it got in my hands, it just, it felt so right. Yeah. I, I, it it I, had I the chance to go down as one of the greatest, if not the greatest controllers of all time. Yeah, like, I'm not even kidding, Greg. Like, I... I, I can't even explain that. I literally want to say, come over real quick, but here, just put this in your hands. Just, just feel like it's just leave it in your mailbox. I'll just fucking touch <laughs> it for five minutes. and <laughs> but I'll wipe it down with a, with a fucking bleach wipe or whatever. Like I like, I'm not even kidding. Like I did, they, you know, like they do them little playrooms like they did in PS4. Astro's playroom. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I did get to dabble it in there. Like you play like it's a mini game. You play as that little Astro guy and you really get, a sense of what this controller can do. And it's, it's absolutely phenomenal from you. Like you can like blow on the microphone and, and it, it, in all fairness, you could do that with the Wii U. I didn't, I didn't know that in all fairness and the 3ds Just, in, in all the fairness. triggers, everything smooth. That's I, what I want to know about. I want to know about that haptic feedback. Cause oh I know Astro's playroom lets you it, kind of get integrated with all the features. How is it with it's, that? Haptic it, it's, it's so hard to explain. Like you, like you, I literally like need to be like, here, like, right. Come over here, sit down and, and just play it. Like you, you kind of just get lost for a minute. Like it, it took me out. Like I, I kind of like forgot about the podcast for a little bit and I, I kind of just zoned in just, and I was like, man, I'm actually enjoying myself playing this Astro's playroom. Like, you know, Spider-Man at that time, it didn't get here yet. And obviously, right before we recorded, bam, Amazon delivers Spider-Man. So I didn't get a chance to dive into that game yet. But I, I yeah. played a lot of Astro's Playroom just to, just to get the feel of it. How, how it was it smooth? Was it going to get any glitching? It's been quiet. It's been running super fast. As soon as you turn it on, boop, boop, there you are. I was like, wow. That's um, what I think this generation like the big enhancements and quality of life improvements are it's the load times it's the boot up start time it's that when you press a game you're not looking at the title screen for five minutes before it like you get to the menu and like that's what i think a lot of this generation is that's the solid state drive speed that's the ram speed and quality kicking you right in the face here's my big question slash like apprehension about the dual sense is the longevity of those cool features and i think like haptic feedback, right? If you don't know what that is, it it adjusts how hard you have to hit the triggers for whatever you're doing. Let's just yeah. pay a bow and arrow. It would be harder to press it in because a bow is hard to, to tighten and shoot. So like games like Call of Duty as a launch, you're going to get that. All first party titles, you're going to get that for at least a long, long time because they're made specifically for Sony. Any exclusives, anything like that, even third party exclusives, I could see you know, really implementing haptic feedback, but because the switch and more, uh, more importantly, the Xbox series X and S don't have that feature. It would be tough to see developers, third-party developers that are developing games on multiple consoles use that feature because they wouldn't be using it on those other consoles. And it would make development just that much harder and longer. That's my real only drawback. And it's not really a big deal, but it is something to think about for down the road. Yeah, like I, I could see a lot of companies like stealing it or borrowing the idea from it and try to make it their own a little bit because it, it's definitely it, – I wasn't expecting 
like to be the, the controller to be the standout like the you know day one on you know maybe i got an hour hour and a half two hours into it of just mm-hmm. kind of and like the one thing i take away is man that controller the little detail they have in that of all the the triangle the square the x all like it's it, it's beautiful like i i love the white system also like i know people i know they said they stop with the plates and all that kind of stuff and i i wouldn't change the plates anyway like i I like the system in white. I prefer white consoles for the most part, so I'm with you on that. I mean, I think yeah, it looks sleek. That's yeah, all. exactly. I, I mean, I'm lucky that you know I have to lay mine on the side. I don't have any room to stand it up. But when I bought this like TV stand, it was I kind of like measured it like th- this should fit, and thankfully it fits. It gives it enough room to breathe. Um, it. I guess I was expecting it to be a little bit heavier from what mm-hmm. everyone, all the videos I saw of people that they make it seem like it weighed 50 pounds. And mm-hmm. honestly, I told you, you know, in a text, I was like, honestly, I think the OG PS3 is heavier. Honestly. Both of them are big hulky boys, but I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, it, probably don't you still have a PS3? Like, can't you figure, like yeah, you literally I, go downstairs and figure that out? I mean, yeah, I, I, literally, I have two of them actually. So I, I really could figure it out. I don't, I don't own a scale, so I really can't judge Just it that one way. In one hand and the other. You're a strong guy. You'll figure it out. Yeah, but you know, it's it, it, it's like it it's obviously bigger. But I just for for some reason I just felt like the PS3, the original, the OG, it was just heavier. I, I I don't know. I picked up. It was fine. I was able to clip the the stand on easy. How's the weight of the controller? It, it, I, I, it's perfect, Greg. I, I don't know how, what else to say. This yeah. controller is I. After like I never I didn't read their review so I didn't know that it stood out to them as much as it stood out to me like everything they said I, I co-signed yeah I, I think every controller now is going to have to take a little bit from that I think a little a, a lot that this generation got right with the controllers uh, are both the Xbox Series X and S and the PS5 both adapted to USB C yeah uh, yes. which is what the nintendo switch pro controller and the nintendo switch console run on so now it's not proprietary i don't have to use micro i can just use USB-C for all of my charging and that's phenomenal news especially because the ps4 i'm sorry the dual sense controller the big knock on it early on in the ps5 lifestyle or life cycle is that it still doesn't last very long and yeah. you you haven't had enough time for it to die on yet and i don't own it yet uh, yet so I can't make that call and it's too early for you to. So yeah. I'll be I'll be interested to see your opinion. Now you have a room set up where if you need to plug it in, you can just plug it in and you can just play with it docked and, pl- and plugged in like that. But a lot of folks like me, I couldn't. I my my TV is way too far back for my couch to to use that wired. If I only get 4 hours out of this controller like I did for the PS4, that's a problem. I game for a while. My Nintendo Switch Pro controller 3 years later Holds a twenty-hour battery life. That's impressive. That's and it's a fucking great controller. Both Joy-Con too. Twenty hours, and you know, I think the drawback to the Xbox Series X controller, while it does have USB-C, is a is a double A battery. Still, they for some reason, gotcha. it's it's rechargeable on the Elite controller, the two hundred dollar controller, but the standard controller just has fucking batteries. Now you can buy the battery pack. Then you could just like I do, I buy the, the plug and charge kit, but that's just more money that you're spending. I, I almost wonder if Sony, why Sony doesn't have a battery option or at least a removable chargeable battery where I can charge one on the side on a stand and then just replace my dead rechargeable battery with a new one and then go back and recharge that. I feel like they're missing money on that. 
And I feel like that would be a quality of life improvement that we would all like because four hours just isn't long enough. No, I, I mean, I definitely hear what you're saying. But for me, like, I, I, I'd rather not have the batteries because like, like you said, I have that, that room set up. Mine's nice and close. And even like, I don't think I've ever even had a panel die on me before. Every time I've gamed, like I only game maximum, like trying to think of the longest game I ever played, like maybe Spider-Man or Final Fantasy. And I don't think it ever, it might've been like, Hey, plug it in. You're getting low, but it never just died on me. I'm talking though, like a battery pack, not double A's, like a nice recharge. Oh, okay, okay, pack. Like almost you like sixty four type of deal. Right, you pop off the back gotcha. of the the dual sense, you throw on the battery pack, and then you have a little like a PS, like PlayStation would then sell you a stand and another battery pack for twenty bucks, and you can charge that battery pack while you're playing. So if your controller dies, you boom, just swap them out, and you can then go recharge that battery pack. I feel like they're missing an opportunity there because that would be a great big quality of life improvement. But again, I can't make that final call until I get my hands on the dual sense, which could be a while and you haven't played it enough to, for it to die on you yet. So, you know, more to come on that, go look elsewhere for that. My other big issue with this console um, and it's a loud one and it's a loud one for a lot of people. The good thing is there's a roadmap. And there's a fix coming. The problem is we just don't know when. And it's actually an advantage that Microsoft has right now is the storage. And after the UI, I mean, PS5 only comes with 825 to begin with. And that's smaller. Uh, after the UI, you're at 667 usable gigs. That is not a lot of storage, especially now because games like Call of Duty are 150 gigs. And NBA is over 100. And Madden will be over 100 on this new console. Uh, Sony, for whatever reason, has disabled external hardware or external storage for this. So, like, there is no expandable storage at launch, which to me is just confusing. I mean, at launch, I'm not, I'm not really worried about it at launch just because there's not many games that I'm really jumping at. The only game that I have transferring over right now is the Spider-Man, uh, my Spider-Man files from PS4. I mm-hmm. think I probably, I think I said an hour left. I know if, it, if you plug it in, I know it's a lot faster. I just did it wireless because I'm only doing that one game. I'm not doing my entire library. And then I downloaded Rocket League, which was, I think, 15 gigabytes. I was free. Um, so I'm going to have the new Spider-Man on it. Your PS and- Plus collection, that'll take up space. unless you. St- I don't think you stream those. I think you download them. So if you choose to download games from that service, they're going to take up storage. But and then the only other game is Devil May Cry. That that's. I think I'll be fine. But I, I imagine, you know, first or second quarter of 2021, they'll put a patch through and, you know, we'll be able to do the external hard drive. Like, I'm in no rush because, again, I'm not a Madden guy. Um, I haven't played NBA Live since Vince Carter was on the cover. And, like, may, maybe I jump into the new Call of Duty. I'm not sure yet, but it, it's something that I, I still have a little bit of time. And, you know, I, I'm fine with just Spider-Man. You know, I've got, got three games in a Rocket League. I'm 3-0. and Hat trick on my first try playing, you know. It's look at you flexing. Ah, you know, and I haven't played that in like two, three years. Alex can attest to that. But so so far, man, like I'm I'm loving it. I wish I got more time. I, I wish I could talk, you know, Spider Man like like you can. I want to jump in the story, but for whatever reason, the Amazon Prime guy, it says I was next. I was he was on my block. I was the next stop. Then all of a sudden he drives past my house. I check tracking, like, what just happened? And then it was like, Oh, on your way to your house, there was other orders. I was like, huh? He went like back to, to Buddy Blaine's house. He was up Nanton Road. I was like, he's going farther and farther away. But right before, at least I got it today. I'm just glad I, I didn't get skipped. But I, I have to thank huge shout out to the real MVP, 
Chris Shriver. I know he got me and Brian Barnett. We both got our PS5s today. And he and, and Brian's out in Texas, so he got his. But poor Shriver didn't get his copy today. Now he'll get his tomorrow, I believe he said. Yeah. So by it, the time it, you're all listening to this, he'll have one. But like for him to get multiple and just see them flutter away. No, he ha- he handed tough. he handed two away today. And I, I know another guy got a digital one. So and and then he the um the UPS hub, he said it's a mile from his house. So it's so close, but so far. I, I just feel so bad. If anyone deserved to get their PS5 today, it was Shriver. I feel I, like I, if it's there, you could just go pick it up. Like that used to be an option for cell phones for me. Whenever they Yeah, like, yeah whenever they I mean, got there, I could just request to go pick them up. I don't know if that's an option with coronavirus or yeah, that, that's what I that's what I was out. thinking too. I was like, Corona, they might have stopped that. Cause even like Amazon, they're like, you know, if Give our guy room. Just let him drop the packages off, and then when he walks away, get it. Like I, I guess I get. It. I understand. I just, I just feel the guy looked out for everybody, and then he doesn't get his own lunch day. So I, I definitely felt kind of bad. Huge shout out to the Chris. He's always hooked us up. The Shriver family is how I have my Nintendo Switch. Uh, his brother sold me his a week after launch on March 10th. I had it in my hands. And listen, he didn't kill me on that either. Um, he only charged me, I think, like 30 bucks extra for you. Shriver got it for you at retail. So like the Shriver family. Oh, and by the way, Shriver got me my Nintendo Classic. Oh, that's great. Mini. So like, and, and before he put the order in, I was like, you know, can, we, can I get that extended warranty just in case? So Walmart, they do a, a four-year $79.99 plan. And I felt like that's... That that's just in the set. Like you, it's a must-have if you're going to get it. If you're going to drop four ninety-nine on a system, just just be smart. Just you know, just to be safe. Because again, my experience with PS4, I'm on my fourth one right now, and thankfully for warranty, so I didn't have to pay. You know, buy it twice. So, like before, I get back to the storage thing um, with with PS5 and uh, the the if there are problems. The thing about this is they're so hard to get, but they'll be even harder to send to Sony for repairs. Let's say there is a big bug going around or what have you, especially with COVID, you're going to probably be without your console for a month or two. And that that's going to suck. So I perp- I purposely am hope, you know, outside of my one shot today, I'm staying away until 21. I think with Ragnarok coming and a lot of other titles I'm, a lot, I'm really excited about, uh, I'll, I'll dive in next year. There is no doubt by, I don't know, February or March, I'll probably have mine. Um, so I don't really doubt that. Uh, maybe even earlier. It just depends on when they do a second run and then what the state of the world looks like. But back to the storage, and it's, I, I want to bring up something you said around maybe I'll dive into Call of Duty, maybe I won't. And I think that's a lot of people. While again, we we give our impressions and what means, you know, what what matters to us and what we you know, what we experience, but a lot of times we have to think about you and the common gamer and the casual as well. And even the hardcore out there that listen to the show. And for you to think about call of duty, that means other people are too. And that's 150 gigs. And then let's just say Godfall and Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Miles Morales, the re- the, the deluxe edition that comes with the full remaster of the original. And then you have uh, bug snacks. And once you add that all up, 667 gigs when the original was 500 it's just not a lot to download miles morales today on my ps4 i had to get rid of the nathan drake collection and the arkham collection was was yours 50 gigs too it was uh, 40 something and change okay so because i'm looking at the back of my case so it's 50 for the ps5 
and and I had to download a shit to, or delete a shit ton of stuff off of my hard drive to be able to fit it. And I just hate, especially with how big these darn games are. And I know things go faster in this new era, but man, there will be times where people are going to have to delete things just to play things. And then they're so big. So it takes a while, especially if you're in the middle of the country or have poor internet. Uh, so I do feel bad. And then again, the digital folks, because that takes even longer because you're downloading the game, not exactly. just installing the game. So there are apprehensions there. The good thing about my issues with the storage is that there's going to be a fix. We don't know when it is, but they'll add the firmware update that will allow you to get the external storage. It's just not there yet. And that I think is a bigger problem than people are making out to be. And I don't think it's a big problem yet because people it's day one. People haven't experienced it. Yeah. Yet. I just think it's, it was just a headline just to get people. Cause if, of course a, a brand new PS5, you're going to say, Oh, storage issues. People are going to click to see what's going on. I, I don't but think, I think, I think it is though. I think it is a big issue. I just don't think we've heard about it yet because it's day one and people haven't maxed out. their storage I mean, I mean like, like you said, I, I, I could see it being maybe more digital. I think if you, if you have this, CD version, even if you have Call of Duty, Spider Man, um, Rocket League, this and that, like you're still going to have sizes are the same size, though. I'm just saying, but you're still going to have 300 plus gigs, 400 plus gigs from the 600 and change that you have. Like, so I don't think the first month, two months, three months, I don't think you're going to have, like, I don't think there's no, like, there's no need to worry. As long as that patch isn't a year from now, like, give it, if, if it's February, I think we can manage until then. I think I'll be fine till until God of War was coming out. Then maybe I would start to be like, okay, what, you know, I'm getting close now. December 4th, you have the next gen versions of Madden and NBA and FIFA. You have uh, all the upscales, the PS5 upgrades. They don't come free of space. So while it is an issue, it's, they're all minor issues. I mean, it's not like you're going to delete your game forever. You're just taking it out of your storage and you can just read. It's not like you're deleting your save data. Yeah, so it's, it's not, not like it's not a it's, huge deal. It's more of an inconvenience and a time issue than an actual problem. And that's about all I can find. This this console has it looks like it looks like the bee's knees. I'm so excited to get my hands on it, even though we have to hold it like a baby uh, because it's just such a big boy. But I have a couple questions for you about the like the user interface. When you turned it on, how fast did it take you to get to like the main screen? I, two seconds, three seconds. Jesus, it, dude, it, what it a was wonderful fast. World. It was fast. I was like, wow. Now with that touchpad, like on the PS4, right? I'm playing. I'm playing. I want to get to the touchpad. It's a smaller touchpad. It looks a little bigger on the P on the DualSense. Have you had any functionality with the with the duals like that little touchpad in the middle? I did. If I didn't play the Astro Room, like I would, if you have PS Five, you want to you, you want to get a real sense of what the controller do. Just go, just play it. Play the first fifty percent of like it's just like a like your little adventure game. You're doing stuff. You're rolling. You're jumping. Um, you're doing different stuff. That haptic feedback and like there's the one like you're basically going like a a ball and you're controlling that with your finger of like you're going down a hill. You're trying to get the coins and. It, it was definitely fun just for a nice little free thing to do just to get even without no games. Like you could still have fun with this PS5. Does it have, did it have trophies? Astro's Playroom? Uh, I actually, I, I think I, I don't think I got my first, tr- did I? It was either that or Rocket League. I got my first trophy. I forget which did one Did you get I got. a look at the screen? Do you know how, like how the trophies look? Uh, I think it was similar to the PS4 where they kind of like, I like it when they pop up in the right corner. I know some people that you can turn that off if you don't like it, if, if it bothers you or if it's like during a game and you don't want it to, you can, you can hide that. Uh, I, I did notice that. 
did you have an experience of going from Rocket League to Astro and back to Rocket League and kind of fucking with the back and forth kind Dude, of resume Greg, features? It's it's fast. It's like it's we've never I've never experienced anything as fast as this. Mm-hmm. You know, like my computer's fast. Like I know Machi built my. You know, maybe it's like eight years old now, but it was at that time like a super. Like it was like a gaming PC, and like my computer is still fast, but. You know, and I got that, you know, SS, the, the uh, solid state drive. And when you turn it on, it's fast. The PS5 is faster than my computer right now. When you, this is my last question about the console, because we just haven't had time to, to play games on it. So I'll ask you this and you touched on it before, but I want to get into it a little deeper. How loud are we talking? Dude, it's night and day difference from PS4. Night, it was screaming for PS4 playing Last of Us 2. I'll, I'll, I'll say that for, for PS4. But so far, everything I've played, even right now, my PS4 is transferring data to PS5. During that was happening, I was playing Rocket League. I was back to Astro. I was adding friends. I was um, just just looking, just scrolling, just, just getting the feel of it. And it's quiet. It like I, I, I think everyone will be very, very happy with, with their PS5s. I'm going to tell you this. Morales had my PS4 singing. Holy shit. Yeah, like, and I, I, so like I, before I would say Last of Us 2, I don't think I heard my PS4 ever sound that loud before. And even like sometimes when I play like the DVD, like if I had like Yu-Gi-Oh! in the other day and like it, for whatever reason, like just to load up the disc, it was like, <laughs> I, was, I was like, whoa, what's, what's going on? I was getting that happened, to me on, that happened to me with a DVD as well the other day. So I, that's what I, I think it's a DVD. It's just like, whoa, whoa, this old, this old software, what are you doing to me? That's funny. But man, I mean, so, so, so it's, it's quiet. It, dude, it's quiet. Like I, I, I love it. Like so far, the little bit that I got, like I want to literally go back. Like I know Spider Man, I'm probably not going to hit tonight. I may even just get another game of Rocket League in or two, just because I had some. I haven't played Rocket League in like a few years, and it just reminded me how freaking fun it was. You know, I was like, "Damn, I'm going to suck at this game." And then the first game, I had a hat trick, and I was like, "All right, maybe I still kind of got it." There you go. We streamed that game when we used to stream. We actually played that in my living room. Um, yeah. So the only thing I didn't get yet, like I, I've been debating. Like I know their their headset is is sold out everywhere. I think eventually I'm going to get the headset and I'm, I'm debating on the remote. I don't know the price point, but you know, I downloaded, um, you know, Disney plus I downloaded Hulu. How Netflix. long did that take? Dude. Did fast. you swap? Did you swap between like apps and shit? Like yeah, that? dude, I, I went, I watched the first episode of X-Men and uh, I just, it, it's been so long since I saw X-Men, the animated series and just here in Gambit, and just have forgot Jubilee's big in the first episode and just watch like what's up? I was like waiting for a lag. I was okay, let me exit here, boom, let me go on Netflix. Dude, seeable. Obviously, once you the longest part is typing in your email. You know what yeah. I mean? That's yeah. the longest part it takes. But everything else, no lag. I didn't get no like kicked out or rejected. Everything was smooth, quick. The PS5 I, remote is, is 30 bucks, by the way. I see that that like, that's something I I might just pick up just so I like sometimes little chotskis, a little something like that. And I kind of like the way it looked. It had its own Netflix button and stuff like that. It had its own Disney Plus button too. Yeah. And, and like that's another thing. You know, I usually watch Disney. I know I guess I could watch Disney Plus on my PS4, but for whatever reason, I just watch it on my computer. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, with the PS5, I'm going to be like, okay, Disney Plus may, may be on the 50 inch now. Now, so with. With the PS5, listen, we're going to have even more as Sam gets more games. Oh, I, I just have my toe like in the water. 
exactly. And that's how, and we got that much conversation out of a literal toe in the water. So as he gets to play with the functionality and swapping between apps and getting more games, and quite frankly, your Miles Morales impressions next week on 212, psyched on that. Really can't wait uh, for that. And that'll transition us before we actually go into the Miles Morales discussion of anything else that you want to talk about uh, before we jump off the PS5. I just want to just I hope everyone's enjoying their their Xbox, their their PlayStation. I know not everyone's gotten it. Hopefully you guys get it in 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 in, in good time. I I heard about the Target that they're just shipping it in the box. No, no. I, I there's some there was a uh some Amazon did it a couple times I saw people on Twitter. Target did it sparingly, but for the most part they're they're getting shipped in boxes. Okay, yeah. And I know Walmart they, they you, you don't have to worry if you wanted like you don't want to go to target walmart was fine they shipped it in a nice box i think it was even like a like driver said it was like a playstation box but i was like i don't even want it just give me my ps5 box and i'm perfectly happy by the way another game i forgot to mention that's going to take up 150 plus gigs that's going to be a monster seller this year cyberpunk oh there let's, you go let's not forget about another one this year so yeah, probably like a 200 gig game I, I just would not be shocked if i have to delete my entire ps4 I just would not be shocked. Well, well so, actually, I would check Amazon. Like I told you, I bought a two terabyte uh, external hard drive on Amazon for PS4 for like 60, 70 bucks on sale. Ain't even worth it. I'm eventually getting the five. So I'd rather just save that money and put it towards it, quite frankly. And then by the time that comes out, they'll have the external storage available. So I'll just pick myself up a terabyte of extra space. So let's move into Miles Morales. And one more time, Chris Shriver, dude. Thank you. Oh, he's the real MVP. Thank you. So let's move into Miles Morales. Here's the IGN review before we get into my thoughts on it. Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales may not be quite as packed with content as the original, but it stands out as essential story in Insomniac's Spidey universe. It earns its spot as a fantastic follow-up, telling a wonderful Miles-specific story while improving upon the fundamentals of the first game with distinctive moves and enemies. And... It's an excellent way to break in your new PlayStation 5. It looks fabulous uh, and loads fast and makes fun use of the DualSense controller in uh, the directional audio and more. But regardless of which generation you play it on, it's a worthy follow-up to one of the best superhero games ever made. 8 It's an I-0. And on top of that, I did, I did want to talk to you about the 3D audio of the PS5, and I'm sure you'll definitely get into that more as you play bigger and better titles for that console. So I'm looking forward to your thoughts on that, but I am a, just under two hours into this game. And the nine Oh for me stands at this time. Remember that Spider-Man in 2018 was my game of the year over God of war. Call me crazy. You're I stand, crazy. I stand by that decision. And I stand um, by me calling you crazy. I I was so looking forward to a sequel and to give us this little taste in between a full-blown sequel, I think is a perfect move. Uh, I am so psyched on this game. There is, there's a couple of weird things. So without going into the like spoiler territory, Miles Morales, they, first of all, I do an excellent job recapping the first game. You really don't even have to play it um, if you didn't want to, or if you kind of forget like me, every little story beat. But make sure you, you played it please it's an amazing game it did a really good recap in the beginning and it like asks you do you want to recap or do you just want to dive right in and so of course i watched the recap two or three times just to familiarize myself with it again great call by doing that so with that uh happy on that 
for the PS4, as loud as my mother effing PS4 was, I'm really, really happy with the uh, the load times. Really happy with the load times. So that was another good thing. I wasn't waiting a long time to play. Uh, diving in, boy, how did they jump you right into the story? The story without spoilers is Peter Parker is doing something that allows him not to be in New York, and Miles becomes the only Spider-Man in the in the city. Yeah, the, the trailer they show you that he's like, right. I, I'm leaving. You are the Spider-Man, the, the only Spider-Man in New York. Now, before you do that, the basic like tutorial stuff for this game is the two of you working together to stop a villain. And it's a really cool setup. My only problem is, and it's a very small problem. It's actually a funny thing. It's not like a nitpick. It's just funny as shit that this happened was when you see it, Sam, it's literally the first 10 minutes of the game. When you see it, you're going to say to yourself immediately, how does everybody not know in the entire city, in the entire world that this happened? Because it's that big of an event yet. It has to do with police yet. The cop around the corner sitting in his car eating a donut has no idea what's going on. And when something flies by, he's like, what was that? You would laugh too if you if you knew what I was talking about. Of okay. How in the hell did the cops in the car around the corner from literally a major catastrophe not even hear a boom? It was a little jarring and a little weird. Um, and also, a little. I had a little glitch when I was going towards a uh, – a thing that didn't supposed to have smoke. It had a lot of smoke coming out of it. And then the smoke just went away and then it came back. It was a a little glitchy, but minor gripes to a frantic story. Boy, how did they dive right in and they dive quick. I mean, Uh, I I, I like the sound of it. I mean, so far, like the only thing that I've seen that I I guess just, it, it, I don't know if I like it or it just bothers me. I don't like the change on Peter Parker. It is such a, to me, it's such a minor thing. I don't care because I don't even remember what he looked like in the first game. See, he looks I, 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 st- I still remember like what he looks like. I, I just see when I seen him now, at least in the new trailer, when they kind of said that he was going to be the only Spider-Man, I swear it looked like a downgrade than what yeah. he was. I, it doesn't bother me at all. Um, I really, I mean, really that's good to hear. That doesn't bother you. I just know just from that little trailer that I seen, it kind of, maybe I just got to get used to seeing him like that. Cause I just, but remember figure. he's, but remember he's gone for most of it. No, I, no, I hear you, you true, know. but it's just like, I got you know, 20, 30 hours on this, this guy is a Spider-Man and it's like, Oh, here's a new guy. And it's like, Oh, you don't, you don't look good. You don't, you're, you're probably, to- you're probably between eight and 12 somewhere in this game. And and again, the, the tutorial we'll call it is with Peter. Eventually he leaves to go do his thing. So like, it's a minor, you're right. It's in the end, even if it's an annoyance to you, it's going to be a minor annoyance because they do a really nice job of keeping the spotlight on miles right now. I will tell you where I'm at for when you get to this part. I am in an apartment getting ready for a party. That's all I'll say. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about when you get there. And so I've experienced about a little under two hours and I love it so far to the point of, you might say that might be a little less than two hours into the game. But remember, I'm a web slinger, man. I love swinging around the city. I never fast travel in this game. I just love swinging around. And what they added to miles from a swinging perspective is that when you're swinging around the city, instead of just doing your thing, you can hold a button and mess with the analog stick and he does flips and spins and things. And you actually get experience points for doing cool tricks. Well, you did. You got that in the other one also. I don't. If 100%. I, 100%. I, I didn't even know that then because I never oh, wow. took advantage of that. Uh, it was a really cool touch for me. The thing that I definitely know uh, differentiates this game, at least from a combat perspective, to 
from the original is the venom power. And no, not that venom, although it is definitely an Easter egg. Miles actually has uh, a juiced up power punch where he glows orange and beats you up. And it's like a way to unlock your finishers and things like that, that Peter didn't have. It adds a little bit of uh, differ. It adds that differentiating factor between miles and Peter that I really enjoy. So combat great story so far is on point. I'm following it. They do tell a shitload of it while you're swinging around just like the first game. So you kind of got to pay attention even while you're swinging. Um, They tell a lot of it even during combat while you're trying to focus on beating up the bad guys. And because they added all this new combat stuff with his venom powers, they kept everything else from the original uh, game as well. Dude, there is a shit ton of combat to remember. So I can understand if it loses you, uh, if it, if it like, if it's tough to follow from a combat perspective, but you kind of figure it out and you get it. It's really, if you've played Arkham and you've played the original, you'll figure this out. No problem. Uh, looks great. Sounds great. I can only imagine it looks and plays even better on PS five. Um, well, very well voice acted. I love the miles character so far. He is just super endearing. Um, and, uh, overall, I just think that this is a, a great little mini half step before the big one that I assume we're going to get around 2022, maybe 23. Yeah. I mean, 2022 sounds good. I feel like God of war. Maybe get will control twenty twenty one. You know, I'm, I'm hoping like November at least it comes out by then. But I, I definitely I can't wait. I can't wait to to jump in and play this game. Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's loading it. as we speak, and it's worth it. Insomniac heard fan feedback loud and clear. And I mean, speaking of Spider Man, Insomniac made Miles Morales, and they they heard you. We reported on this pod about a month ago that the PS4 Spider-Man save data would not flow to your PS5 version. And that was a big sticking point for fans uh, because it came out later that that's a developer decision and not something that the PS5 doesn't allow. It's actually Insomniac's call. They heard you loud and clear, and that has now been reneged. And you can now transfer your save data from your PS4 version to the remaster on PS5. Halle, friggin' Luya. Now, I mean, that's great to hear that just they, they, they listen to us and we're not just speaking to deaf ears that they, they, they care about the fans. They want us to make us happy. And, you know, why not do this? Yeah, for real. Now, like we said, we're, we're on console week. We got to hear the Xbox Series X review. And we'll have the Series S as well. But this is the big boy, the thing that everybody wants and nobody can find. We can only assume that the Xbox Series X will wow us with new and spectacular next gen games. Eventually, because there just isn't much to judge on it now. But in the meantime, no matter what current games you throw at it, your loading times will be drastically cut. Your frame rates will be smoother and your resolutions will be higher. This bold and minimalistically designed box is quiet, compact, and built for power that it packs, especially how it compares to the PS5. Capable and loaded with convenience features like instantly resuming and cycling between any of your recent played games. Compared directly to the PS5 specs, it flat out gives you more power for the same price. It's going to be a joy to see what developers actually do with it in the coming years. And I believe I saw this one as well. It was an Edo. That's correct. And I think that it's the age old question. Do you want the power or do you want the games and what the PS five right now doesn't have 
power wise and and storage wise that the Xbox Series X has at the end of the day what the hell's the point of having 2 terabytes of storage on your Xbox Series X if you got no games to play on it Very true. and i just think that's going to be the thing that holds it back for at least now like your Assassin's Creed Valhalla's your Call of Duties your Madden's your FIFA's you're going to be able to enjoy them on your Series X and i think that's why a lot of people got it they got it for the promise of the future for eventually getting Halo so but did right they now did, did there X- isn't anything so they didn't get a launch title i mean a first party launch title don't get me wrong and all these other games like godfall will come in six months and you have valhalla that is out and you have call of duty which is out today the day where everybody's listening to this pod so you have things that are out on it they're just all third party you have they don't gears have of war. they have gears of war 5 that's being insanely up um, and chris shriver can attest to that as well as he's put on twitter but like that's all well and good but your killer app the thing that was going to hold people back from buying a PS5 and moving to the Series X in the first place is delayed to a point where we have no idea when it's coming. And at the end of the day, the Xbox Series X might be the more powerful console, and it might even be substantially, and the better user experience. But to me, my user experience is the game. I'm in the uh, UI for what? Especially now because it's so fast, a couple minutes. I'm in games for an hour. I'll take the games that the PS5 has to offer over the, the hardware that the Xbox Series X has to offer. Yeah, and, and that's what I've been seeing a lot on IG. It's like I bought the PlayStation for the games. Like Xbox, you know, maybe they get it down the road, but for right now, they were like, I'm good. I'll, I'll wait a little bit. Let me ask you this. What the fuck's the difference between 1440p and 4K or 1080? Like, it's such a small difference. It's that you can, the freckles li- are darker a little bit. And you'll live with that. And like, so these, these consoles, while you can technically say the Xbox series X is more powerful, it is so it's such a small, you know, gap that I, again, there is no miles Morales. There is no bug snacks. There is no Godfall for now. So why would I, there is no demon souls. Let's not forget about that. So like that, that made my decision. I will not be getting a Series X. You will never hear me unless Alan Santos or somebody else like they did with this, the One uh, X gives it to me for a day where I can plug it in and play with it and test it around. I will never be able to give my impressions because my decision has been made that I'm firmly in the camp of the PS5 strictly because I believe in the software and I will pray that a Halo Infinite PS or uh, Xbox One version happens. And guess what? If it doesn't, it is what it is, my friend. I don't and, but, care. But again, I you know I can see you know a year from now, price drops or something, a new Halo comes out. It's great. Everyone's raving about it, and I could see you cave it a little bit, get but a little I, of that FOMO. I, I am not a a Halo obsessive to the point where it would drive me to make a six hundred dollar purchase after Halo included in that. So like, give me the dude the expandable storage, so you can get a ter- a one terabyte solid state drive right now for your Series X. Turn it into two terabytes. That's triple the space of the PS5. That's amazing. The problem is it's a proprietary piece of hardware. It's $219. Yeah, it's a ouch. So like maybe that's why PlayStation didn't do it because they knew it would be expensive. They wanted to soften the blow, let you pay your 500. And then when you're out of space and a little bit more desperate, maybe they'll drop it on the market and say, yeah, by the way, it's it's one ninety nine. Yeah, ours is a little bit cheaper. <laughs> so I can see that being a pretty smart play from a marketing perspective. But at the end of the day, man, 
if I get a series something, I'll get a series S. I'll cave at that point, but I'm fine. I still have an Xbox one S and that is my entertainment console in my living room where I get our Netflixes and our Hulus and our Disney's and our HBO maxes. I love it for that. I haven't played an Xbox game since battle or uh, since borderlands three. And I didn't even play Battletoads yet. And I've been dying. Oh, wow. for that. I'm shocked I've about that. Been dying for that fucking game. The only thing that's drawing me to the Xbox over the PlayStation, even after the PS plus game package you get is game pass. That is still an amazing value. It's just not enough for me to buy a $500 console. Remember I am a believer in the switch, getting the upgraded pro next year. I'm going to have to put away money for that too. That's a thousand dollars on video game consoles alone next year. I don't have financial room right now for a series, whatever I'll wait until maybe the series S is like 200 bucks in two years on a black Friday deal. And I'll be perfectly fine waiting that time. I waited a year and a half to get a PS4 and I waited a year and a half to get, uh, actually I waited two, two to two and a half years to get a PS4 and I waited a year and a half to get an Xbox one. I'm in no rush. Right. God, God bless you. So you mentioned it. Let's see what they thought about Xbox's subwoofer, the Series S. <laughs> that's what the S stands for. That's, that's what I subwoofer. think it's good. All in all, the Series S offers plenty of present day value considering it only costs 300 bucks. It's limited to 1440p. Again, for me, what the fucking difference? I'm, I got an 85 inch television. Do you think I'm really going to be that picky? Uh, resolution. But. It has a claustrophobically small storage space, just over just over 300 gigabytes of free storage and can only play games at 120 frames per second. If your TV supports it, I'm mostly concerned about its long term viability. Games are only going to get more demanding moving forward. So the Series S isn't something I'd recommend for your main gaming platform, but that doesn't mean it doesn't have its place. The Series S is an excellent second console. This is exactly what I said. Like if you want something for a kid who wants to play it on a smaller screen, or if you have a PS5, but you want to occasionally dip into Halo or some Game Pass. As long as you're clear on what the Series S's strengths and limitations are, it's a unique, budget-friendly way to take your first step into this new console generation. Uh, was it a 7? It was a 7, and it's exactly what I said. It's the PS5 owner's Xbox or the Game Pass machine. That's what this is. To yeah, me. it's it's got to be. I, I don't know. If you're going to get one, I, I think you just go big and get the X. But like, dude, 300 gigs is so tiny. That's a joke. It's a joke nowadays. It's a it, joke. It's so tiny. That's two games. So Unless like, I bought that just for like Cyberpunk. You yeah, know, right. or, <laughs> or just Game Pass or like yeah, Halo. True. So you bought it for Halo and Game Pass. Perfect machine. Literal perfect machine. So I can I can see that. I just like I have the one S. It's not the as powerful as the one X, but I don't use it as my main gaming console. It's my fourth now with my Game Boy Advance from 2000, my fifth gaming console of choice. So like uh, that's where I would fall into this Xbox generation. And this is coming from somebody who was an Xbox and an Xbox 360 lover and owns two Xbox ones. I'm an Xbox gamer. But I'm also just a regular gamers gamer. I actually game more. But you're also a Nintendo, Nintendo. So I am. I am a Nintendo coming this Monday. <laughs> so let's dive into it. We've had a lot of conversations about these consoles. Let's talk about some games. 
our top three favorite launch games ever. And this is in the history of gaming across any console ever. I'm so excited to hear your list. You start us off. I I feel like mine is so lackluster. Well, I I also can guess yours, but that's another story. I I don't think so. I think you might get one. Uh, My number three is Super Mario 64. Had that one on your list? I think that's probably... predictions. I think think that you might have a shot with another one, but this one definitely just... I just have like so many memories of playing in our buddy uh, Pat Gallon, Jim Gallon, Ryan Gallon, their basement. We'd always be playing this damn game. 64, I don't know how it never burned out for all the hours we played on it, but it was a game that it, it definitely changed the game if, for 3D, if it, platformers, for 3D right? platformers. And it put 64, I mean, on the map or was on the map. But it, it, was, it, it, it made it the go-to console yeah. for, for a while until the PlayStation came back with a huge vengeance. But yeah. Yeah, so it's just such a fantastic game that I kind of feel still holds up today. It does. I mean, I, I gave my kinda. impressions. I gave my impressions on my uh, on the Nintendo, the Mario 3D All Stars collection. Yeah, I beat I beat SM64 on that. Now, granted, it was with a Switch Pro controller, not the OG, you know, dog bone with a freaking stick coming out of the middle. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, 64 controller with that really tight analog stick. Yeah, but that game to me was the ultimate. I beat the first five levels every day, but never got farther because I just didn't have time. Like that was the ultimate replayability game for me. I loved it, loved it, loved it. It did not make my list. Oh, it shocking. did not make my list. My number three is Halo Combat Evolved on the original Xbox. Yeah. If Halo wasn't on your list, I'd be like erroneous on your whole list. This is this is the thing that fell, you know, got yep. me to fall in love with the Xbox. And again, these are launch day games not launch window we're talking about games that came out with the console and this is the thing that put microsoft on the map can you think of where the xbox games brand would be now without that they wouldn't be i what that they wouldn't be there it put xbox on the map there would only be sony and nintendo right now that's it and so and maybe some other random somebody would have else would have come along but this thing launched it into the stratosphere and only got bigger with halo 2 but when i think about halo 1 I was never a first person shooter guy and we would go play in the baseball yard over on Fetter. Uh, I think it was Fetter. And uh, is that where Pinto lived was Fetter? Turns Fetter Road, Fetter. Yeah. 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 So like we go to Fetter, we play in the baseball yard, we hop the fence, we go into Pinto's basement and on his big plasmas TV that when you put your fingernail up and down on it made the fun noise, like we'd go play Halo on that and we beat that game. And when he and I beat that game co-op, he was the type that liked to hang back and snipe and figure it out like a smart person. I ran in there guns ablazing like an idiot. This was the first game that had rechargeable health uh, that I can ever remember from a shooter's perspective. So like that was unique and special. There's just so many memories I have with Halo Combat Evolved on the original Xbox that it made me go out and buy an Xbox. And this was in 2000 or 2001. I was in grade school. So it was like savings upon savings. So great memories. Uh, still a phenomenal game holds up today. If you haven't played it, go play it in the Master Chief Collection, which is on Game Pass. If you're an Xbox owner, love that game. Next game on my list is a system I never even had. Soul Calibur. Yeah, for the Dreamcast, did, did not have that one. I didn't think you did because you know this is a game that our buddy Carmen he he was. The, did you have a Dreamcast? Pino did. That's so, where I so, played. Yeah, so, so you played it at Pino's and I played it at Carmen. So. That was a game I know we – I can't even tell you how many hours we played, but it was it felt like it made an arcade game. Like Dreamcast made it better. Does that, hmm. does that make yeah. sense? I, like, I, Abs- I just, absolutely. Like I, I just can't remember 
who I would always be, but I just remember we played this game for freaking hours on end. And I think it was what, ni- 96, 7? 99, September 9th, 1999. Yeah. So again, I, I always liked the Dreamcast, but for whatever reason, I never bought one. I don't know yeah, why. Same, same. I played Spino a lot. had one. Yeah, I didn't I, need one. I played a lot of games on it, but for whatever reason, I, I it, it that's like kind of that's like one system that I kind of wish that in GameCube, I I kind of wish I got and I never yeah. did. Uh, I mean, Power Stone has always stuck out to me on the Dreamcast. The fucking memory card where you can pick your plays on NFL 2K and NBA 2K that stuck out to me. You had Sonic games. You had uh, Sonic Bloody Adventure. Roar. Ready to Rumble Boxing was the definitive way yeah. to play that was yeah. on there. Marvel versus Capcom 2. You can argue that that made the arcade game better, and that was the definitive way to play that. So Dreamcast, one of the most underrated consoles of all time, completely one of the best ever. It just it just got shattered by the PS2. Just flat yeah. out. The PS2 had a DVD drive. This one didn't. and It just shattered any chance for Sega to ever make another console. And so you're right. It's another. And, and you know what sucks is Pino moved in eighth grade. Yep. And I stopped hanging out with Carmen, so that I I haven't played a Dreamcast legitimately in twenty years. Yeah, same here. I haven't played since Carmen. It's just crazy to me. My number two, the NES Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Ooh. yeah number two. If you know anything about me, you know that this is one of my top five favorite games of all time. The game that I am most known for in the speed running community. The game that I still watch and play on a weekly basis, even though I literally know every enemy and every level and every power up in the game, I can't get enough. And in 1985, when I was negative three years old, I looked up at my mother (laughs) and I said, mama. And she said, yes, soon to be son. And I said, yeah, yeah. And it was over for me. I love it. Do you know that Mario does not hit the blocks with his head? He actually puts his fist up and punches them. And not a lot of people know that. So anyway, uh, 32 <laughs> glorious levels, all the, in the same size as a photo nowadays. Like you can fit that entire game in a JPEG. It's insane, um, but just insane memories with that. To this day, I love Super Mario Brothers on the NES. My number one, and again, I went with games that uh, that I remember playing like day one or games that I remember like launch console. So my number one may come out of nowhere, but Resistance Fall of Man. I had it. That was a I guaranteed it because yeah. of your two PS3s. Yeah, yep. for 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 the PS3, it, it you know again, that was when PS3 online was free. And yeah. at that time, I think it was up to 40 players multiplayer for Resistance. Mm-hmm. And I for whatever reason, like first person shooters, I I I liked them, but I wasn't like a, a huge fan of it. But for whatever reason, I got hooked in on this Fall of Man, and I got hooked in on the next two that came out for this game franchise. I'm hoping that one comes out for the PS5 because I absolutely loved Resistance Fall of Man. I think there's a great shot that we're getting an HD collection and also a new one in the next couple of years. I just I can't that's a, that's a day one buy. I have the collector's edition. I think they did it for one, two, and three. For yeah. PS3. Yeah, I got yeah. that one. I am. I, I that's a reason for me to buy a PS5. If that gets announced before I own one, I'll go buy one for that. Like that's something I'm super interested in playing. Great games. I've, I've only played the first Resistance and like a smidgeroony of the second one. So that's something oh, I'm you owe it to yourself to to at least beat that second one too. If you had to guess my number one, not even the game, what console? Uh, I, I already I st- did Nintendo uh, NES and I already did the Xbox. What I would say other- sixty four. 
Well, I mean, if it's not Mario 64, it surely isn't 1080 snowboarding. Uh, as much as I love that game, we're talking about Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh, that that was it. That was it. Okay, I I forgot the. I remember I, I searched like top ten. And I was like, okay, I see Zelda, see Mario a couple times. Okay, that makes sense. The Legend of Zelda, besides Bioshock, is my favorite game of all time. And I'm talking about Breath of the Wild being my favorite game of all time. I mean, this game, if I could go back and have the Men in Black scanner hit me and I forget everything about one game and get to play one again with that awe and wonderment of not having any idea what's coming, it would be that game, even over Bioshock, which arguably to me has the greatest story in any video game in the history of the world. So like that's big apples for me. But when you go out on that great plateau for the first time as Link and that zooms out and it shows you the entire world available to you to literally go to anywhere you want at any time loading screen free on a fucking cartridge based console. What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> it is the most memorable game I have played since Bioshock. It sticks with me so heavily. I still love to watch people play it for the first time. Like I'll go to my favorite YouTubers or Twitch streamers and I'll go back and I'll find their archives of their first time playing it. And I'll just watch episode one because I just want to see the reaction to holy shit. This world is so big and the creative things they can do. One of my favorite YouTubers, Arlo did a three and a half hour, big fat review of it. I watch it at least once every six months because it's just so phenomenal. This game sticks with me. It's the first game I owned. Technically it's the second game I owned for the switch. I actually bought one, two switch before I owned a switch. Uh, that's how confident I was. Wow. Um, but Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, I loved it so much. I bought it on Wii U full price and have yet to even play it. I just say that I can own it. On yeah, says I just know that it's yours is good enough. If something ever happens to my switch, I can plug in my Wii U and I can play it. It is one of the most brilliant games ever made, much less a launch game. Are you kidding me? Fuck yeah. I can't wait for the sequel. I'm talking Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Game Pass is crossing over with Disney Plus. And Game Pass just continues to be the greatest value in gaming. Uh, when you buy Game Pass, not only do you get all the games, not only do you get EA Play now, you get 30 days of Disney Plus. So you can just binge watch The Mandalorian. Um, I would wait to activate it. And if you haven't yet, I'd wait, uh, what, another month and change. I'd then activate it once. I'd, I'd wait about a month so your 30 days kind of coincides with the end. Uh, and then just binge watch all of the Mandalorian and then you'd be, you'd be good. It's just so good. Yeah. What a great idea. Like, why not? It's, I mean, it's another reason to get game pass when you do get your console. Like let's not kid ourselves. The series X is just as hard to find, maybe a little less hard to find than the PS five. And it's still sold out everywhere you go. So it's not like nobody wants it. It's just the PS five is the PS five. It's just the cultural phenomenon that it is. Uh, we're talking here, you know, two of the greatest, it will go down as two of the greatest consoles ever made. So uh, to be able to get that and to be able to get game pass. And then on top of that, again, if you don't have Disney plus for whatever reason to just wait, just wait a month and then you'll just activate your 30 binge, watch the Mandalorian in 4k with your series X hell your series S because you could do it on any game pass shit. You could do it on your Xbox one right now if you wanted to. Uh, because it's Game Pass, not just for Xbox Series X. It just makes sense. The value just keeps getting better. Um, not much more they could add to make it even better. They'll find a way. And it's only a 30-day trial, but 
you know what? It's a pretty cool selling point. Yeah, and hey, they've got other movies just besides Mandalorian. There's plenty of reasons to, to definitely get it and to get Disney+. Plus. We got two reviews next, but let's start with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, a game I have no interest in at all, but on Twitter, I'm hearing very good things. I think a little bit of that is because it's the first real giant like launch title for the new gen, so people are maybe making it a little bit better and bigger than it is and maybe it won't stand the test of time but i also heard it's got it took a lot of cues from breath of the wild so let's see what ign has to say assassin's creed valhalla is a big bold and ridiculously beautiful entry to the series that finally delivers on the much requested era of the viking and the messy political melting pot of england's dark ages it walks a fine line between historical tourism top shelf conspiracy theory and a veiled mysticism against the backdrop of a grounded and focused story. Fresh takes on several of the stories established loot and quest systems help to keep things fluid and nuanced though progression could use refinement. There's also a bigger than usual horde of bugs and blemishes whoops to contend with from start to finish. But while it may not be the most stylish or polished, it's rugged and br- uh, brutal look at the muddy business of Scandinavian expansion. Never thought I'd say that sentence. It's a memorable and dense as an Assassin's Creed has ever been. And it makes great use of the new consoles. 8-5. Hey, Dad, that's all better than we both thought it was going to be, right? Um, I, I expected it to fall in here because it's a launch title. And I think people are going to overscore them a little bit um, because there's nothing really to compare it to yet. I think maybe it won't stand the test of time. So it's kind of where I thought it would be, uh, but it's not enough for me to move the needle to buy it. Yeah, that's, I, I don't, I played, I think, one of them once and it just, you know, it wasn't for me. But a game I think you're excited, we got Bug Snacks. Pokemon Snap mixed with PlayStation? Like, I'm fucking in, man. <laughs> Bug Snacks is a light lifting puzzle adventure that is elevated by its strong story and characters that I enjoyed till the very end. Despite some simple mechanics, the laughs outnumbered the groans significantly as I found myself surprisingly invested in the events on the island and its inhabitants. With over 100 bug snacks to discover and catch, there's plenty here to entertain the completionists. Alongside those just looking for a well-told, roughly six-hour mystery that will keep you guessing until after the credits roll. All of this while making you feel emotionally connected to the characters, something you previously thought would have sounded impossible until you ca- saw a carrot crawl, that is. Nino. Bug Snacks is an 8 Hey, that's solid. It's fucking six hours of Pokemon Snap. Like, I'm. You catch them in traps just like balls. You, you know, you have to take photos. There's a whole bunch of things in here that are like, yeah, I'm in on this. The story is apparently engaging. It's apparently funny when you, you uh, the, all the bug snacks say their own names, just like in Pokemon. So like for me, this is like, like the teenagers cool version of Pokemon, you know, cause Pokemon's for kids, it's for <laughs> yeah. losers, but I'm a bug snacks fan. So like, fuck that. I'm in on both. <laughs> if I get a PS five, this, this game will quickly follow. Now, remember it is a free game. If you have PS plus. So Sam, even if you wanted to fuck with it because it's a Pokemon snap type thing, you could get it for free because you have PS plus. That is true. Something next. I know you're excited for Tony Hawk is teaming up with crash bandicoot for free. Like let's not overstate how big that is. 
Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2 Remastered finally gets the the update that it quite frankly needed. This game was uh, undercooked to me in a huge way and lost its value and replayability after just two hours. And I am so happy to say that not only is it crossing over with Crash where you're getting free Crash swag and I even think a deck is in there too. Yeah, I did see it was a deck too, yeah. So like Vicarious Visions who made the Crash remasters have made this game. So obviously there's that. And plus they're both under the Activision umbrella. But a part of this update where you get this cool Crash shit is they did exactly, exactly what I've been clamoring for for months. They went back and said, now you can complete the tours with everybody. You don't just do it once. Oh, that's great. That was like, it was your like biggest gripe, I think. It was my absolute biggest gripe. The problem is it's a little too little too late like i'm not going to go back now i have fucking miles morales to play it's skater excel's new shit is coming soon so like i just if this hit with the launch day if it came at launch day i'd still be playing this game but sadly like i'll get to it eventually but like they lost me they lost me this was a great great opportunity but it's it's exactly what this game needed and for those people they're going to get it you know, for the holidays and that haven't played it yet, or even like you that haven't fully beaten it, it's a great time for you to be able to jump back in and beat it with everybody. You can beat it with Bucky for Vert and Muska for Street and and be satisfied both ways. I mean, but like you, I got Spider-Man, you know, Devil May Cry is coming December 1st. So you have yeah. a whole new goddamn console. <laughs> I can't even say I have that. You have a whole new True. console. So, you know, so I'm, I'm just, I'm on a little different now, where's playing your field PS, right now. Where's your PS4 now? Right next to it, baby. Now, where's your PS3? It's downstairs and downstairs, downstairs? Yeah, I have one in the living room and one in the basement. Yeah. I mean, you got to have a Blu-ray player every floor, baby. Come on. Every floor. (laughs) (laughs) The Switch has now outsold a legendary Nintendo console. The NES. Wow. The Switch has outsold the NES. As a matter of fact, in the month of October 2020, a.k.a. last month, the Nintendo Switch sold almost a million units. It was the greatest day. I'm sorry, the greatest month in American gaming console history. It sold the most. Well, the second besides some random day in 2006 or two, or sorry, some random month in 06 or 08 with the Wii that sold the most units in a single month. This has now sold the second most wow. units in a single month. And that's the month before new consoles were launching when you think people wouldn't be buying it. That's insane. Yeah. That's how much staying power the Switch has and how Nintendo's marketing of we're not one of the big three. We're not trying to compete. We're our own thing. It worked. It's exactly what they're good at. They to found think, they found their lane. To think they absolutely to think that you could sell almost a million units just two weeks before two of the the two biggest consoles ever. Holy shit. So hats off to Nintendo. And for them to pass the NES, like that's just a milestone, even though the NES is 35 years old. It's still a really cool milestone. Godfall is a six-month PS5 exclusive. And we we hinted at this when we had our Xbox Series X PS5 conversation, that for six months, you can only get it on PS5. It's going to be weird for me. It's like a new year when I want to say 2021, and I keep saying 2020. PS5, PS5, PS5. I don't want to yeah. say PS4, but like... <laughs> Uh, this is, it's great news. It's great news that it's eventually going to be able to be played everywhere. Um, I think it's smart for them to capitalize on an exclusive window with the more popular launch launch console. Um, sucks for Microsoft because they could really use a first party title right now, or at least an exclusive 
right now. So it would have been great for them to snag Godfall, but uh, you'll only be able to play it on PlayStation five for the first six months. Music to my ears, but we have Godfall review in progress. Yeah. So it's, it's a very heavy online game, just like, like Anthem and things like that. So there's not a full review because the consoles weren't out and you're not able to play it online. Yeah, yet there's there's no, yeah. So this is a, this is like, if I had to score it now, that's what it's kind of like impressions. If you think about it. Yeah. Uh, as of right now, I'm enjoying Godfall. This is per IGN, by the way. I'm enjoying Godfall, even though it's not doing much to wow me and it's repetitions of its missions are wearing a bit thin. It's got some fun, satisfying combat, a few general, genuinely novel mechanics and graphics that range from absolutely gorgeous to even a little bit over the top. But unless it's thin story morphs into something more, there's not really much there. That last sentence was paraphrasing, but it's, it's the good and the bad. I mean, it's, uh, it's at times gorgeous and at times really fun with friends, but it's something that can, you know, did, did he give a number score? It's it's a review in progress. Or no. Okay, so no like, score. Okay. I, I was thinking or maybe around like a seven. I, it, listen, if I had to interpret those words, that's the number I would find it. Yeah. I mean, hey, but that, that, that's good to hear. I, I think the reason I'm going to miss is exactly something he said. Like everything I saw with the like gameplay, it did look repetitious. It didn't look like anything to wow me or something that I felt like that I had to go out and get. Yeah. So I, I think I'll be perfectly fine with just God of War. I'm okay with a repetitious game. It just needs to have a fun hook, and that's not what I find. For yeah, I, I didn't see the hook. Kid Trip is coming to Xbox Series X and Xbox One on November 19th. Mick Waits, Four Horses Game, friend of the podcast, friend of ours, somebody we still interact with to this day. We love Kid Trip. We love Miles and Kilo. So anytime there's news on those games, we're going to talk about them in the long-awaited debut on Microsoft's big consoles, including the Series X. You won't have to wait much longer. Just a week from the day we're recording this. Go check out Kid Trip. It's like the best five bucks you could spend. It's so fucking good. AEW is getting some video games. And three. So they actually came out with a teaser for their big console game. Like, holy shit. Um, and it looks wacky and wild. It, it doesn't look like an actual wrestling Oh, no. It, it definitely looked a little... Like Jericho different. was a little bit buffed up and Omega looked fun and they even had... I mean, uh, look at all their striations. And, <laughs> and they even had intergender <laughs> wrestling. And you know what the cool part is? And it's going to come the next gen. I'm sure it's going to come to the current consoles as well. But like, do you know what the craziest part about this is? And something that I think stands this out from even WWE 2K Battlegrounds as something that I'm... This is a day one buy for me. The director of the game is the director from WWF No Mercy on the oh, N64. Wow. They brought Throwback. him back. They brought it and they knew, they knew that that would get positive vibes and it absolutely does. That guy knows how to make a wrestling game. They brought him in as a creative consultant. I don't know if he's a full director or a full producer, but he's on the team creating this game and like are you going to tell me that that's not the greatest no, wrestling that, game of all time? That's fantastic. Oh, it, the, to me, when you think when I think of wrestling, like my favorite, that's the only one I think of. It's the best wrestling game yeah. of all time, in my opinion. So yeah. that's great, great news for AEW. And they're launching two mobile games. Uh, one where you can actually be AEW's general manager and book matches and create pay-per-views and stuff like that. And then another one that I honestly can't think of, but it's not a straight wrestling game. There's another hook to it that... I just quite frankly forget, but it's a mobile title, so I'm not worried about it. But AEW getting some video games. The AGDQ 2021 schedule is live. 
And boy, howdy, do I wish I had more in the tank to like give this. It's yeah. just desserts. <laughs> Uh, Pick out the favorites. Been, Come on. We've, we've just been going for so long and, and I'm going to do even more. So I'll just say this. This is one of my favorites in the last three or four years. They're, they're, this is a stacked, loaded, loaded GDQ schedule. Um, from uh, what is it? So it is awesome games done quick is January 3rd to the 10th. So I will miss some of that. My wife's birthday always happens to fall. Uh, around gdq but let's see awesome games 21 schedule this will be all online again with the coronavirus uh but it starts sunday january 3rd at 12 o'clock eastern like it always does with mirror's edge and then donkey kong country like two of my favorite games back to back to start a marathon i'm psyched on that i'll just go through a couple big ones uh we got some pikmin on there we got some metal gear solid 4 we got echo the dolphin and tasmania and aladdin and star (laughs) tropics and Ukulele and the Impossible Layer, Sonic 1, Sonic 3, Sonic Mania, Sonic 06 as part of the Sonic block. Uh, you got Wild Arms. You've got, what else? Uh, Little Samson, one of the most rare and expensive. goes for over $1,000 from the NES in just 15 minutes. Um, what else do we got? Strider, Metroid, All Bosses, my favorite category for the original uh, Metroid on the NES. Mega Man, Any Percent. With Buster only, not using the power-ups. Mega Man 11, Tony Hawk's Underground 2. Oh, by the way, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2 Remastered. All goals and golds in Tony Hawk 1 and 2 in 22 minutes. No. (laughs) (laughs) I decline. (laughs) I always love your reactions to my speedrunning nerdisms. Metroid Prime, Shovel Knight, Cuphead, uh, Left 4 Dead 2, Carry On, Resident Evil Director's Cut, Silent Hill 3, um, uh, blah, 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 Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, Crash Bandicoot, Insane Trilogy, Crash 1 in just an hour and 20 minutes, Devil May Cry 3, Special Edition, Virgil in just an hour. Wow, uh, that's crazy. Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword in just an hour and 40 minutes. Um, there's probably Awful Block there. Uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX in an hour and 28. My my most hype run for the marathon, Pokemon Platinum Generation 4. Previously my favorite Pokemon game ever. Four hours and 10 minutes, glitchless. This will be the first time Platinum has ever made a GDQ. So uh, it'll only be the second time I'll ever see a speed run of it. So I cannot wait to watch that run. Uh, Halo 3, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, Star Wars in just two hours. I, uh, it's, it's not possible. <laughs> Resident Evil 5 in an hour 45. Uh, what else do we got? Um, Luigi's Mansion, Metal Gear Solid, The Twin Snakes, Super Mario Land 2, Wario Land 3, Wario Land 4, uh, bu- 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 Final Fantasy 7, the original, two hours. Uh, lies. <laughs> Majora's Mask in 30 minutes, Super Mario 64. 55 minutes, but blindfolded. Oh, my God. Get the fuck out of here. Blindfolded. Uh, how do you even practice that? You put your mask over your face. I don't, I don't I, know. I just don't get it. Super Mario Sunshine in an hour and a half. Uh, I think we're on the last day here, so just a couple more seconds. The X-Men arcade game 
Oh, the six fantastic. player one. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's the four player Japanese version, but I digress. Oh, only only one life. Thirty two minutes. Castlevania 3, Bloodstained uh, Curse of the Moon 2, one of my favorite games of the year. Super Mario Brothers 2 in just 12 minutes. The Messenger in 45. <laughs> I love that one. Well, I'm I'm actually not that far off on the Mario Brothers 2 and 12. I can almost do that uh, myself. That's impressive. Um, Super Mario. Oh, my God. How about this one? This isn't even a speed run. This is just insane. Super Mario 35, the Battle Royale game. They're going to show that off with the battle showcase with four of the best players in the world. Uh, and then, oh, here's a good one. Pokemon Blue for the Game Boy, right? In an hour and 55 minutes, catching all 151 Pokemon. That's a Pokemon oh a minute. That's a Pokemon a minute, bro. Now, there's some shit that because they have to trade and that's not possible. There's some ways to get them. But still, to catch them on an hour 55 is nuts. Uh, and then it'll end with the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time in just 50 minutes. So usually they end with some big, boisterous four-hour run. They're not doing that this time. It's an online event, but still an incredible schedule. I urge you to go to gamesdonequick.com. You can read the schedule for yourself. Gigantamax Melmetal is finally in Pokemon Sword and Shield. And it's a bunch of bullshit. Oh, he said I'm pissed. I can't get him. I'm <gasps> fucking mad. I'm the mad. only Pokemon he can't get. The way they they made you think that you were going to get this thing. I was so hyped. Oh, yeah. All you have to do is go into Pokemon Go and send a Pokemon from Pokemon Go to Pokemon Home, and then you'll be able to get your Melma or your Melmetal. And I'm like, that's easy. I have both those things. I used to play Pokemon Go. I'm a level 30. And I used to and I still play with Pokemon Home all the time because I do trades and transfers. This is going to be awesome. I've never had a Melmetal. I've never had Meltan. This will be my opportunity, and it'll be Gigantamaxed, except it launched, and that's awesome. I went to do it. You have to be level 40 in Pokemon Go. <laughs> and what are you, like 33? I'm 30, and it is so hard to gain levels. That'll oh, take me months. No, Go. you're not, dude. You're, you ain't going to. It'll probably be 2022 by the time you're that level. I have a better chance of trading randomly with somebody online to find one. You, I'll bet you get PS5 before you get this Pokemon. Unless they do what they often do and they start it at the higher level, get everybody super psyched on it. Then you get more people playing it like go and then that'll and then eventually they'll just release it to everybody. Or just but maybe like, just wait till someone trades it. I, I'm just pissed. I'm like, why just why can't I'm level 30? Why couldn't the level cap be 30? If you're going to put a <laughs> stupid level cap on it, that's 10 levels higher than I can afford right now. Zaruda's coming out. They're doing some things outside of Japan for that Pokemon, so I'm eventually going to get that one. I just want a Melmetal. It's been years since Meltan's been released. I've never owned one. Not in Gen 7, not in Go, not in Let's Go Eevee, not in Sword and Shield, and this was my chance, and they fucking blew it. And I'm just really, really upset if you couldn't tell. (laughs) Deathloop gets a new release date of May 21st. Bethesda's, you know, a little... You know, you die, you come back, you die. It's been shown off at the PS5 events and shit like that. It doesn't really speak to me, but it was kind of secretly and almost kind of shadily delayed. Uh, now it's got a new release date. We're going to have to wait a lot, a lot, you know, six months longer than we thought. But in the age of the coronavirus, six months feels like six days uh, <laughs> or right. six years, depending on, on who you are. Time either flies or goes really slow. So uh, I don't give a shit about this one, but apparently it's only going to be 60, not 70. So that's a, that's a good thing at least. Not, not too bad. Let's switch it over to movies. 
And now, uh, again, my voice hoarse. I'm going to do another episode after this at 10 o'clock at night. Cannot wait. Uh, as we move into movies, Vince Vaughn has hinted at working on a new Wedding Crashers movie. Yeah, once I saw this, I screenshot sent it to you immediately. Even though it's it's early, they're still in discussions. But just hearing Vince say that he met with Owen, and I, I think it was the same writer who did the first one. I'm not sure. But just to hear, like, I know they did, what was it, internship? Mm-hmm, with that was like, actually, yeah, actually, was like, I thought Google. that was okay. I mean, it, it, was okay, it was okay, but it wasn't on Wedding Crashes level. Nothing is. That's one of the greatest comedies ever made. Like, like we, you said, like before, if you could wipe yourself, like, like wipe your memory of something, like if I could do one comedy movie or just one movie, it might be Wedding Crashers because this is a movie like I hysterically like cried laughing watching. I absolutely love this movie. I love, I love that entire cast. So if you can get even half them people to come back for the second one, sign me up. I will go to the movies to see it. My three favorite comedies over the last 15 years or whenever Wedding Crashers came out, 16, whatever that. I think it was 06. So like we'll say 15 years. My three favorite comedies over that time are Wedding Crashers, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, and Blockers. So like that's how much this movie means to me. And when I looked at the source, it was a reputable source. It wasn't just like we got this covered.com. It was I think like – THR or Variety. It was a big source. Maybe E Online. Uh, yeah, and like it, it, to me, so it makes sense. It, it was po- it was positively received, and it made like a lot of money. So it only makes sense that you know trying to make new movies. One, I you know, they're doing a lot of sequels now. You already know that you kind of have an audience for this movie already. That I, I think they're going to make some money. I'm just shocked, like you, that there hasn't been a sequel already. I, I think they tried. It just didn't work out. And the internship came and they kind of were like, oh, here it is. And then, you know, I yeah. guess life got in the way and they're doing other projects. But, hey, if this pops up, sign me up. James Gunn says the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, 3 script is complete and the production team is lined up. Not much else to report, but it's moving in the right direction. Yeah, I think that's exactly what we want to hear that he's I think he's just putting the finishing touches on Suicide Squad now. Um, so it's good to know that his his next movie is locked and loaded. It's ready. It's slow and steady moving forward. But I don't think we have a release date yet. So, but not it's just good close. to hear that it at least the script is written. Yeah, not even close to release date yet. But at the same time, I'm okay as long as I know that it, there's not a massive delay or that it's like gone backwards. As long as it's kind of steadily moving along, I'm yeah, okay. I'm good. I'm good for real. For real, um, and it's going to be great regardless. It's going to be so great. The Rock is going to reboot, and I'm not stuttering, and I mean what I say. Hold on to your asses, the Scorpion King, but he will not be reprising his role. Is it bad that I haven't seen it in a while, but I kind of liked like my memory of the movie. Like I, I kind of liked it. Listen, a lot of people only hate it because of the bad, bad, bad CGI. Oh, my God. At the end, it was horrible. The CGI was bad, but I think it had just like the rock. He just has that redeeming quality about him. Obviously, we were fans since he was obviously a wrestler. And to get this as like his first big movie, I thought it was okay. So I get shit on. I get shit on for loving the room and Samurai Cop and the happening. But you well, don't get well, shit for well, loving well, sports. Well, the game. happening and the room. I mean, God forbid, they are the, the two room is worst pieces of shit ever made. And Troll Two, you, I love the room. Don't you goddamn say it. <laughs> you never even seen it. You've I never I, even I, seen it. When it physically hurts me to watch something for a few seconds, I, I can't watch. Belly an hour button and a half sex. Off. Belly button sex. Disney removes Free Guy and Death on the Nile from its 2020 
And actually, from what I read, it's just in general release schedule. I say that this is a big story for one reason. I was looking forward to Free Guy. Yeah, dude, the Free Guy trailer, especially the trailer, I think Ryan Reynolds released like a week or two ago. It it looks phenomenal. Yeah. I, I'm kind of hoping it drops on Netflix. Oh, uh, it's still a Disney-owned property, so if it goes anywhere, it'll be Disney Plus, or it'll just be deeply delayed until theaters kind of figure out where they're yeah, going to be. Pissed. But I I think this is a you know even a premium, even if it, they did it one of those you know maybe not thirty fucking dollars. No, 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 no. I, I won't pay thirty to see it. No way. But like Free Guy was a movie that stood out to me. I was really looking forward to it. Ryan Reynolds kills it, and uh, just an, and it's a video game premise. I'd be I was totally in on that. So I'm a little disappointed there. Yeah, same. Uh, now, this movie, uh, a lot of people have been wanting to see but not willing to go to a theater. Uh, we saw that it did decent for a coronavirus film worldwide at the box office. But now you're going to get your chance to watch Tenet uh, available December 15th digitally and Blu-ray. Usually they do a couple weeks between. They're just getting it all out there December 15th. I mean, I, I don't think it'll be a day one buy for me, but I definitely want to see this movie. It just at that point, I want to make sure that I have stuff to you know get my family and stuff. Make sure at least Christmas is taken care of as, as much as Christmas can be taken care of in 2020. But I mean, I'm here for this movie. This to me is going to be out on HBO in six months. So just wait I'll it out. Just, I'll just wait it out. I'm in zero rush. And if I feel like it, I'll watch it in the background when I'm doing other things. Like it's just not, I know a Nolan movie you kind of got to pay attention to, but like uh, this movie never clicked with me. I do love the lead. I can't remember his name. It's Denzel's kid, but like he's awesome to me. I think what James Washington or something, but uh super psyched on him. But this movie just was not a hit for me. Uh, Johnny Depp has left the Fantastic Beasts franchise over some serious accusations, and we won't get into that. That's not what we do on this show. Um, but on top of that, he's going to keep his $10 million paycheck or whatever it is. And already Mads Mikkelsen is in talks to replace him. So they're just the, – the, the, the wheel keeps on turning. And, you know, Johnny still got paid. He, he's happy. I think I read that he only did one scene, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and and For the if, third one specifically, yeah. And, and people were going to um, people were saying that possibly Colin Farrell could come back, but then people were saying, oh, "Nope, he's doing Batman, so there's no way he could do that." But I think if you're going to get somebody else, Mads Mikkelsen is, is a fantastic choice. He is a, I mean, he's in his own right a phenomenal actor. So yeah, I no, we're, it's, we're like I, I think he, he could potentially do better than Johnny did. I mean, I've never seen. Actually, I saw the first one. I thought it sucked, and I never saw the second one. I've I've heard similar for those who and, and saw again, the first one. And again, I read the Harry Potter books, watched all the movies, absolutely loved them. This one just missed a vote for me. Uh, a Quiet Place is getting a spinoff film. I, I mean... It's already getting a sequel, and it hasn't been yeah. released yet. Well, and yeah, well, the sequel's already done. Like, I, Right, but it's finished. not been released out. Now we already know before the sequel's even done and released, I should say, that we're getting a spinoff. It just seems to me like they're trying to make it a bigger universe than it has to be. I, I mean, maybe it could be better in, at a, a TV format rather than a movie. So I'm, I'm not going to cross it out yet because I, I did like the first one, even though there were some plot holes. I still want to see the second one, so th- there's a shot of me seeing this. I have a zero percent chance. This is. Eh, we'll see. I, if Ashley, you know, drags you to it, you have no choice. She didn't drag me to the first one. I we were married oh. for three. We've been married for three years. I saw the first one on my own accord. She hadn't even seen it yet. I saw it. I have no interest. But a movie you might be interested in, because you didn't love the first one. I think you thought it was okay. But Bloodshot 
is getting a sequel and Vin Diesel is returning. And again, the movie I, I thought was okay. It just obviously it came out right in the beginning of of COVID. Um, I believe it lost like January money. or February, right? I, I think it came it out like March? I think it was like beginning of March. It came okay. out and it, it just you know it's when it, it hit. And I think the movie actually lost a little bit of money. Maybe they recouped it from now from you know Blu-ray sales and stuff like that. But they wanted to set up that that universe, that Valiant universe. It, Valiant, right? Variant, no Valiant. Yeah, it is Valiant, Valiant universe. So I, I, I think it's 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 a it's a good plan. Vin Diesel, he he does have his his. He he has the people that definitely goes and supports his films. Even well, apparently Diesel, apparently it did well enough Blu-ray and, and digital and all that. No, no, so that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I know in theaters it didn't make it didn't recoup enough. So I was like, maybe just everyone keep coming back to watch it and buying it because it's Vin Diesel. He has his fan base. I, I, I'm still waiting for another Chronicles of Reddick. I mean, even though Pitch Black is is still the best one out of that whole series, but I mean, I'm I'm here for the sequel because I want to see them expand the universe. I want to see other people besides Bloodshot. Like, what's going on with Ninjak? You know, what's going on with the uh, uh the guy with the suit? Can't think of his god uh, Man of War. Man of War, thing like that. But again, what what, what, what they did in the um, the Bat in the Sun when they did uh, Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe, like I thought that was fantastic. So if they could do something like that, bring it into the movies, I'm here. Uh, it's not a movie that speaks to me. One that I thought is going to is Mortal Kombat. We know yeah. that that live action is just around the corner, or so we thought. Was really looking forward to this. Uh, but the film has been delayed until, quote, after the pandemic, whatever the fuck that means nowadays. Yeah. So did they say it's finished film? Like it's done filming, but we're yeah. not going to release it? It's done. They're hanging on to it. They want to do a theatrical release for this. And yeah. It sucks. Like I know we were hyped to see this. If, to me, dude, this is what I think makes sense. And I, I truly, truly believe no bias of being a Mortal Kombat fan that this is the best path for this movie. The originals. At least the first one, and I know for a while the second one is on Netflix. That's the home. Yeah, that's the home. Go to Netflix. Netflix already has it on its service. It would see a path. It would see a profit. Go to Netflix, dude. That was your play. You probably missed the boat there. Hopefully, if you come to your senses, just sell your rights to Netflix. Make what you can off this movie. Get the cult following it deserves. You can then fucking dude. You can make even more when you release it in Blu-ray and stuff. This has legs. I wish that it would have gone to Netflix. You and me both, brother. Michael Bay is creating a new movie called Ambulance starring Jake Gyllenhaal. So this will go right up there with Taxi and Crash and uh, uh, Cars. There you go. And Planes. This is just the one, it's the one word. Hey, uh, we like Jake. Movie. Hey, we know Jake Gyllenhaal is a good actor. So I, I got to give him a fair shake. Michael Bay, he has done some good movies. They're not all pieces of shit. So I, I got to I gotta give him a chance. The Turtles movies, criminally underrated. Criminally. I, I agree. I, I, I still think they could have looked a little bit better, but that's I, I still enjoyed the movie. We had in our TV section as we go to it, The Passenger. That's chapter 10 of The Mandalorian, a.k.a. season two, episode two. And uh, obviously we release on Fridays the same day as a new episode. So when you're watching episode three, you listen to us, you're getting our impressions of episode two. We don't want to give spoilers too early, so we like to give it a week. With that said, spoiler warning, spoiler warning, spoiler warning. 100%. And we won't go as long as last week. But Sam, what'd you think of chapter 10, The Passenger? I, again, I, I really liked it. I, I heard a lot of people say they, they didn't like the episode, which kind of shocked me. 
I, I, I still don't know how you felt about it, but I know there was a lot of scenes in it where it, it reminded me of Harry Potter. If you, if you know the scene I'm talking about, no, I don't know if you, I don't know if you want to jump to it or not, but no idea. I'm assuming something with spiders. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. I have no idea. I don't know the Harry Potter movies at all. I know the first one a little bit. It's the only one I've seen more than once. Yeah, I don't I think, think it's the spider one. I think it's the second movie. The spider and I haven't, I've never seen that in its entirety. I started it, fell asleep on Christmas Day and haven't watched it since. And that was Christmas Day of 17 or 18. So <laughs> Shame. I'm, I'm way out. But I digress. This is what IGN had to say. And then we can kind of dive in a little bit more. Much like the season two premiere, The Passenger balances some of its narrative shortcomings, most notably its standalone storyline and lack of momentum, with some satisfying character beats that give us further insight into Mando's priorities. This is arguably the episode where Mando comes to realize what it truly means to be a parent, that that's not just about protecting your kid, but also making sure they learn right from wrong and recognize that their actions have consequences. It's a lesson Baby Yoda might not have taken on board just yet, but as far as Mando's character development goes, episode writer John Favreau and director Peyton Reed make one of the most simple concept. I'm sorry, make the most of a simple concept to add depth to our hero. And that's and so awesome. The director of Ant-Man directed this and episode. That's, so why, that's, that's what I think separated this from the first episode was the a little bit of character kind of depth, a little bit more character development. Did they, they give it a nine? They gave it a seven. Seven. I, I, I'd probably give it like an eight. I'm I'm at a seven too. So I didn't. Uh, this one wasn't like a an about face for me because I think it's still doing the same thing episode one did, where it's just like the story of the week. And I am looking from an eight episode series. I'm looking for a little bit more cohesion in my story. So like from that perspective, it's like fuck, dude. Can you just give us a good overarching story that that isn't just like a flavor of the week? But at the same time, this flavor was delicious. I loved this particular story. Was it like hard-boiled eggs? <laughs> oh god, that little, little bastard! That and that fucking ending scene when he snuck the little one. Oh, that little yeah, fucker! That, that little bastard! <laughs> that I, little I did. Fuck. I you got to commend man the special effects when they when they uh they're chasing after Mando. Yeah. Um. I. I. It. What was it? It had the um. Was it episode two? They kind of had like the like the same style where he kind of went into the cavern a little bit. Was that episode two? I might be getting the numbers oh, mixed up. I can't remember. That's where MRC Tech comes into play. But I, I, like Filoni, had, he came back. I don't think he said any. I don't think he's had any speaking lines. But the, 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 at the ending, I always thought was funny. It's like, hmm. Number one, Mando was the fastest mechanic I've ever seen. Number number two, when at the end when they kind of go in and and they you know. They're, they're battle. They basically finish off the spiders. They're like, oh, okay, you you helped us out, but but but, oh, your ship could may never work. You could freeze down here. All right, we're out of here, and, and they just leave. So if he wasn't like a good mechanic, they're dead. The way they crash landed, I was like, all right, they're here for two episodes. Nope, and they even fucked up their ship on the way out, and they said, nah, don't matter. Like we're good, and it was a little like, man, that's so convenient. And that's okay. I mean, it's the Mandalorian after all. We're not talking about Breaking Bad here or Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah. Necessarily trying to tell this, you know, overarching world changing plot. But at the same time, again, with only eight episodes, I'm just looking for a little bit more. That's not to say I didn't like it though. I, I liked this one better than the first one. I thought the runtime was infinitely better. It was that 10 to 12 yeah. 
that was the shorter? that was the first thing i i mean i i still like the first episode more than two but the first thing i said to you for episode two is like oh you're gonna love the length it's, it's a, <laughs> it was a perfect length i actually got the episode done by the time i think you even started it so i was i was already like i can't wait to talk about this i thought the ice spider effects were really really good i love the mother her effects were phenomenal the practical there yeah um the the whole uh, hot spring that I love ice I love snow so to see that type of planet was really appealing to me I just thought that that this had a lot that I liked um, a little bit more than the first one but I will say this I will say this we still don't know what the fuck is going on with Moff Gideon and it's like and we haven't seen Sasha Banks's character yet we don't know what she's going I, I'm just looking for more. And I just hope there aren't just one episode cameos like Bill Burr, like this, that, and the third. I'm I'm waiting to see, I'm waiting to see Bill Burr again. I'm, I'm hoping he shows up. I really think this episode three, I think this is where it's going to open up and we're going to start to see like, it's going to really develop the story. Yeah. I really feel like it's going to open up here, but then we only have four episodes, maybe five, if you count three and three is only hours away for us, you know, and it's already here for you listening. Oh, I, I, I'm fine. Like I think we're we're, we're fine. The first two episodes, you, you're just kind of letting me open the story. What's going on? What happened? A, a little bit of character development. I'm okay. It's it, it's just nudging the story. Maybe just a little bit slower than people would like, but I, I'm okay with it. I, I'm I'm still loving the show. A little bit um, of plot convenience. I know he's a Mandalorian and he's a bounty hunter, but he is the most perfect shot in all of the universe. He hit every single headshot. He's the fast. Like, screw the headshot. I, his mechanic, the speed. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Again, his, though, that thing, no way. They hit a hole in a ship. He's like, I can only pressurize the cockpit. It'll be a tight fit. I was like, no freaking way you're doing that in, in freezing cold. Your hands will be frostbitten off. There's, they left you to die. <laughs> <laughs> Again, though, like small gripe. I'm not super duper worried about it. Um, you know, it, it was, it's a fun show. I will tell oh my you, God, yeah. hands down, I like the first season better. It's not particularly close for me. I, there's plenty of season left. Oh, it's um, way too early to say that, my friend. Plenty of season left. But like right now, I'm like, all right, I, I have. All he has to three. do is whip out the dark saber. Like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> One big fight scene. That's all you need. That's all you need. Character. And then you're going to be like, okay, I don't know what I was thinking. Maybe <laughs> the season is just lacking Nick Nolte for me, and I just miss him. Maybe I just miss. I have spoken. I, 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 I do miss that little man. I ain't going to uh, lie. However, however, it's still, I don't want to take away from the fact that I do like the show a lot. I'm just waiting for something to happen that is consequential. That's all. And I think we're going to get that. I'm just like, when we do, how much time do we have to build on it? And will they build on it? They have a tendency. And, and as they say, careful what you wish for, my friend. WandaVision got a release date. It's going to come a little later than people thought, but we are just a few months away. As a matter of fact, two months away as from the time we record this. January 15th, 2021. I mean, that's fine. Mandalorian basically takes you there, so that, that exactly. shouldn't be an issue. I have no issue with that. What are they going to do? Put this on at the same time as the Mandalorian? Then you're just losing p- valuable watch time because yeah. people will watch both, and then you're just not you're not capitalizing on longevity. Th- that's what DC Universe the release schedule was good at. It was Titans is alone, and then they would do Doom Patrol by itself, and then Harley Quinn, and then Justice League by itself, and give them their time to shine. There's no way this would overlap with the Mandalorian. I'm perfectly okay with the decision. And quite frankly, this is the the MCU show I'm looking forward to least. So I don't even give a shit. If it was February yeah. or March, I wouldn't care. This is just a show for me. 
Um, quite frankly, too, selfishly, from the podcast perspective, this doesn't even have to compete with our top three for this year. Uh, it, it gets it's another chance in 21 because right now it has no shot compared to what I have on my list. So maybe I'll love it, but I'm in no rush. Two months, perfectly fine. Yeah, um, like you said, it's probably the least on my list. The one thing I thought interesting that I thought I read about it was the first episode they did in front of a live studio audience. And I think that's like to they're going to like get sucked into the world after that and then yeah. apparently it becomes yeah. a bigger and better thing. We'll see. This show has the potential to be so fucking weird that I love it. Like that's it, exactly and, and and I hope it's it's just like um, you know, like like Manuel, rather than you know, you just get one episode a week. You don't get two. You don't get three. Just give me one a week. This is something that I don't want to just binge. I want to just take my time with. Listen, episode two twenty, because that's right at when it would launch. Maybe two twenty one. So in eight nine episodes from now, my friends, I hope I love it when we give our impressions. It's not that long of a wait. But Netflix. Let's move over. We got a couple different stories in Netflix. Matter of fact, three. Netflix is trialing cable TV, kinda. In France and other places, they're trialing a cable TV style Netflix channel that'll actually have predetermined content on it 24 hours a day that you just tune into and whatever's on you watch, similar to cable. Huh. It's and I'll tell you why. Do you ever get do you ever go on Netflix and there's so much to watch that there's nothing to watch? You kind of feel overwhelmed. Yeah, you're, or, you're just scrolling. You, you're and what do you watch? It's taking that choice out of your hands and you just watch what's on. And I think that's actually a pretty good idea. It, it is a pretty good idea. If it's like extra money or something like that, I, I don't think I would get it. No, fuck that. It's got to be a – like it's – you go on. Who's signing on? Greg, kids, cable. Like give me that third little option there. Or maybe it's like when you log on to your account instead of continue watching – it starts off at that channel and then you kind of can go from there. That would be smart and it better not cost any more money. They just raised our price on us again, two bucks. So Yeah, like, mine starts the 10th of next month. So I, you know, I think it's smart for the people that, that kind of don't want the choice. I think you're going to see a lot of Stranger Things. I think you're going to see a lot of the big hitters. So I get that. Um, I'm hoping that it's like two channels. That way you're not married to just the one. Give us a couple different options of shit. <laughs> yes, please. But it's a trial run, not in the United States. But if it does well, we'll probably see a trial here. So it's just something to keep your eye on for you Netflix fans. But for you fans of Netflix shows, I thought season two was better than season one. I really liked it. Uh, Netflix has renewed the Umbrella Academy for season three. And it, it, like the, the first thing I said to you is, oh, I, I always just assumed that it was renewed for season three. Same. Because how it ended, I mean, it's... It, it, it was so perfectly in for season three. I was like, man, I, I guess I, I should have did a little bit more research because I would have been a bit pissed off if it was canceled. This is a show that did the same thing in two that it did for one for me. It started off on the highest of highs. And by the end of the season, I was over it. Um, that doesn't mean I didn't like it. It doesn't mean that I stand by what I said. I liked two better than one, but it kind of fell flat at the end for me, just like season one did. I will continue to watch it. Because of the characters and the kookiness, season three has potential. It always does. I love the show. I really do. Um, just give me that like sustainability. Give me the big ending because both so far both your endings kind of fell flat for me. I, I thought the second ending was better than the first. I will say that. Um, yeah, probably. But I think the journey in season two is hands down better than the journey in season one. Agreed. Those first, those first couple episodes, man, were it, must it, it, TV. It, it, 
I, I don't. I I love. I actually. I might like the second season a bit more. The I first season. That's what I said. Oh, oh I thought you. Said, I thought you said the first. The first four episodes of season two were must-watch TV. They were so good. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Production of season two of The Witcher has been put on hold because of multiple positive tests. Yeah, that freaking sucks. I mean, I I did hear that it wasn't the main stars. I guess it was more of the crew. No offense, but that shit don't matter. No, I did, you know, of course not. But again, I just it's just something when I read, I just wanted to share it to people. Oh my god, hope it's on Henry or something like that. But again, hey, the, the COVID sucks, and they have to you know go into these precautions. That's the new name of this podcast. Hey, COVID sucks. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> the Halo TV series on Showtime has recast Cortana, and thankfully, they're bringing back the original voice actress from all the main games. Which probably maybe something they should have done from the start. Yeah, I know. Maybe there was some scheduling conflicts or maybe they just wanted to move in a different direction, but they finally Again, got it right. Like, I, I can't wait to watch this. Coming from a guy who's never owned an Xbox, barely played anything Halo, but I am all for this TV show. Me too. Me too. And you know what, I'm, what else I'm all for, Sam? What? Your CGC spotlight. Hey. Of the week. Take us home. Take us home. <laughs> And I got a nice one. It's Detective Comics 523. It's the first appearance of Killer Croc in Cameo. It's a Jerry Conway and Joey Cavarelli stories. Gene Colan, Tony D. Zinga, Irv Novak, and Ron Randall Art. I have it in the 9-8 white pages. It came out in February 1983. So a little Bronze Age key. But this is actually a very tough book to find in a 9-8. I've only seen, I think, three in the wild. But, you know, comics sometimes are like cards where they're uncut and it just looks so ugly and I'm so OCD. It has to be perfect. I eventually found this perfect cut copy. Happy to have it. There's only 37 nine eights on the census. So only 36 other than mine. There's 51 nine sixes, 27 nine fours, and only 162 total graded on the the CGC census. So it's, it's definitely a tough book. If you're a Batman or, or you want his villains, I love Killer Croc from the animated series. Absolutely love him. So I had to get it. The story in here, it's called Inferno. When a designer closed apartment and erect. Wait, when a designer closed apartment is wrecked and several furs are missing, the Gotham City Police Department assume that this is the work of a personal vendetta against the designer. However, when Batman investigates, he comes to the conclusion that this is the work of a madman or seller of them. Taking a piece of evidence, Batman leaves towards the Batcave. Meanwhile, the gang of criminals responsible for the theft are hiding in an abandoned warehouse where they're also holding their main weapon, Solomon Grundy. Their leader, only known as Croc, is not happy with this inclusion of Grundy and leaves the gang to deal with Batman alone. So if you know this cover, it's Batman and Solomon Grundy on, on the cover, this fiery cover. It'll be on our We Podcast, We Know Things Instagram. If you love Batman's villains, if you love Killer Croc, must read story, must own copy of, of, of this book, Detective Comics 523. What a podcast. What a okay. show. It was a long one today. This is what this is what it's all about. This is what I'm talking about, man. This was a hell of a show. This was the first time we had a Sony or Microsoft console, besides like the Xbox One X and PS4 Pro. Don't get me wrong. Really cool next steps, but not the next thing. 
This is the first time we've had that. And we got two in the same week that we got to talk about and have hands-on impressions for one of them and a game. So like, and two, if you count Astros playroom. So that's, and and just know next week, it'll be bigger. I'll have more time with the PS five. I'll have actually gameplay of Spider-Man. You'll probably have beaten Spider-Man by then. So we'll have a lot more to talk about. I'll go buy a ladder and I'll just climb up to your bedroom and I'll just like look in your window. Hey, no problem. We'll do, I'll tilt my TV your way, bro. No problem. We'll do a socially distance impressions. <laughs> I'll just fog up your window and write with my finger what I think. It'll be great. Uh, we'll figure it out. That. But again, uh, the Nintendo's thoughts on the debut episode this Monday morning. Please, please, as we kick off this new venture, support that show as best you can. Not only do I have a fresh new logo I'm excited to share with all of you. It's It's kind of... The same logo you're used to looking at, but it's got a cooler little background thing to it. But uh, I mean, I, I, I've seen it. But the fucking theme music, bro, bro. Oh, baby, bro. The fucking theme music that I have chosen for this show is, in my opinion, outside. I mean, Jake made ours, so it's pretty goddamn special. Yeah. This is the greatest royalty free music I have ever heard <laughs> in my entire life. And it's fully of it. I can absolutely use it. So I'm going to. But wait till you hear. If you, if you just listen to the first 30 seconds of this pod and never anything again, I wouldn't be that mad. That's how good <laughs> this but, but at the same time, he's pissed. Uh, for the first episode, I'm going to have the entire song as the outro. So you can listen to the whole thing. It's about two and a half minutes. But this song kicks ass. I'm really hoping that you enjoy the content. Deep dive into some games. I'm going to start out with 2021 for Nintendo. I hope you come along with me. And with that, uh, you remember a story I told you a couple months, like a month or two ago? Actually, it was nine weeks ago, exactly, uh, about Wingstop and how they suck balls. Yes. We had a similar experience with this place called the Melt Shop. You ever hear of this place? I, I have not. It's in Langhorn. They do, uh, um, they do like burgers anything melted burgers grilled cheeses tater tots i'm already starving you're killing me nashville hot chicken sandwiches mike's hot honey sandwiches so for ashley's Uh. parents anniversary we went to buy a sectional and on the way home to go over there for dinner we stopped by the melt shop it's in the same shopping center as raymore and flanagan so we bought a sectional and we decided to pick everybody up dinner so we got garlic parm tater tots uh, and seven sandwiches for all seven of us to split. Helena gets her own cheeseburger because she's a bougie baby. Uh, I got Nashville hot chicken. I even got a Mike's hot honey for later. Um, <laughs> and uh, we pick it up. It's actually a pretty good price. Seven sandwiches and uh, three orders of tots for 65 bucks. It's not terrible. And so we get it. We get it back to their house. I open it up. I give it to oh, and wings, eight wings. I give it to everybody. They forgot Ashley's food. Oh, shit. So she's watching me eat two sandwiches while she eats some tater tots like a fool. Right. On Did her you give her one? <laughs> she doesn't eat hot stuff. She doesn't eat spicy stuff. Oh, like damn. And we offered her the cheeseburger. She didn't want that. That was Helena's. So like it sucked. <laughs> it sucked. Right. So I go to call the place. It's a 25 minute drive. I'm not driving back. I just wanted a refund. So I called the place because they're so new in the area. No working number. Just pissed. <laughs> right. So I find the email address, I shoot him an email, and I get the survey. I immediately take the survey. I said, listen, your food was great, but I overpaid because we never got this food. Expecting the same level of shit service I got from Wingstop because fuck that place, right? Today, I get a call from the regional manager of the melt shop 
apologizing profusely instead of, you know, your little note that I got yeah. apologizing profusely and refunded us $21. Wow. That's okay. We, I definitely got to check this place out. You have won my, I will drive 25 minutes to your place now just because you were that amazing. And he gave me his personal cell phone number and said, if you ever have any other suggestions or ever run into anything, you call me personally. Now, will I ever do that? No. Does he know that? Yes. But the fact is that it happened. And that was a really great uh, customer experience for me after a shit situation at a bad time. So the melt shop, boy, howdy, I cannot recommend it enough. The food was great, especially the food that we got. And for them to take the extra mile and not just refund us the money, but $21 for a $7 sandwich, that's really cool. Yeah, they deserve the free plug. So with that, episode 211 in the books, I'm going to go record a second podcast here at 10 o'clock at night. The Nintendo's thoughts on Nintendo in 2021. We will see you all next week for episode 212. Excuse me while I go play some Spider-Man. <laughs>